0: All right, folks, this is a good one. It's a crew show, plus Christian James Hand is in studio with us. I went to the Sphere to see you 2 with Christian, and we recap an unbelievable concert experience, plus a 600-mile road trip in my Bentley Turbo R. Oh, yes, and today's main topic is our five favorite GT cars of all time. Elegant, elegant grand tourers we'd like to take a road trip with, plus we've got Got a whole lot of Patreon questions, and we learn a whole lot about speakers and lights. It's the Smoking Tire Podcast. Let's go. We're good. Yeah,
1: yeah, ja existe. And then Scaglietti. Scaglietti. Finished, yeah, finished the project.
0: Scaglietti is all right. Yeah, guys, guys are all right. all, right, all right. Yeah. What up, folks? Happy Sunday. Really fucking thought it was Saturday. For some reason, the drive home from Vegas yesterday felt like Sunday, and then today felt like Saturday. I was like, let's go to the farmer's market, baby. And we went to the farmer's market. Got there like, there's no farmer's market. It's Sunday. That's what happens. We got fucked on that deal. Christian James Hand is in studio. Yes, we drove the Bentley back in time. Uh, shout out to Huey Lewis
1: Gotta for, that. Go. for that
0: one. Uh, don't get us fucking botted. All oh, right, like, yeah, no singing, <laughs> no You're sing- too on key, <laughs> You're goddamn on key. Yeah, musical yeah. black <laughs> magic over there. Uh, what's up, everybody? Today's uh, today's main topic is going to be our five favorite GT cars of all time, and uh, inspired by the fact that Christian and I just went on a grand tour in. The Bentley Turbo R. What a ride. We're, we're doing headphones today? I just
1: prefer it's From the radio thing, it I keeps prefer keeps you in the them. zone? It keeps me in the in the, the SM7B zone.
0: I'll just do it just to, to to feel like you. Like a pro. I wish I was as cool as you. Zach, and we inspired Zach to do it as well. See? I like wow. it. Now we're all headphones. Now we're all doing radio. It sounds like it. Uh, yeah, longest trip uh, so far in the Bentley. Yeah. 600 miles. Boom. Fucking aced it? Aced it aced it yeah god damn do i love that car
1: it's uh it might be the perfect road trip vehicle it's very good it's very good and being in the back seat of it with the little uh the little angled foot wedges (laughs) just gives you uh just a sense of decorum and and like a like a gravitas that you don't have in the back of a toyota corolla on the drive
0: out to vegas uh christian invited us to go with him to the sphere to see you two for the fifth time? This is my fifth. Fifth time to go yep. into the Sphere for that. And, uh, of course, an opportunity to take the Turbo R, stretch its legs, which should pertinent. never be skipped. And then um, like a couple days before we go, he's like, hey, do you mind if, if my friend Adam comes with us? Which, of course, I did not mind, and he is a lovely guy. I lovely. really enjoy his company. But I said to Hannah, I said, Christian wants to bring a friend. And she said, okay, that's cool. And I said, I'll tell you this, I'm not moving my goddamn seat up. <laughs> I don't care how tall this guy is. And then when Christian got in the car, he was like, he's kind of a, he's kind of a, he's like, he's at least probably 6'3. He's a big yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Fortunately, plenty of room in the Turbo R. Did so not, much room. Did not have to move the seat up. Nope. He was good. Even with his gout. Even even with his, yeah, poor bastard. Poor bastard in <laughs> his gout. Okay. Um, But uh, yeah, 600 miles, fucking no notes. Car. No notes. 15 miles per gallon. Not uh, bad at all. And and it's, it's it was really interesting because, like, is that that's better than the G wagon, right? Exactly. Better, yeah. better than the G wagon. Double almost. Can, no can, conditions were not identical. Okay, G wagon, a lot more traffic. Um, there there was the, the overall speed was a little slower because of the, the volume of cars and the traffic, but. Same distance, you know, and uh thirty years newer for the G Wagon, three times the number of gears yep. <laughs> on the on the transmission. Yep. And uh yeah, the Bentley did did fifteen oh on the way home from Vegas, which is and if yeah. I may, Matthew, I'm fairly sure.
1: Way much more love from surrounding cars than we would have received yeah. in the G-Wagon. We Very would have been
0: overlooked and
1: maligned,
0: agree. I believe. Totally invisible. Although when I did take the G-Wagon to Vegas, I got a compliment from the Wynn Valet who really liked the color. Great. The green, he he was all about the green. Sure. And I don't blame him. It was superior. Um, However. rolling uh, up and down Coval and Sands uh, in the Bentley... Three different, maybe four, four different people stopped me at lights, all young people, yep. all, all of them under probably 40, mm-hmm. dude, that fucking car is awesome. And asking about it, amazed at the condition, young people, guy in a 3 Series, a guy in a Volkswagen, just full-on approvals everywhere in this car. I think, I think we're on the beginnings of a, a rising tide for the Turbo R. I think young people are all of a sudden realizing oh, yeah. what they have been sleeping on for the last decade regarding this car. Well, they're, I mean, it was big in hip-hop
2: when yeah. we were young, so yes. we saw the cars. That's but true, it was. back then they it were $200,000. Yeah,
0: and now yeah. now they're not. This is, this is a fucking classy car. Uh, what, you're, not, you're so not a shitbag driving one of these no. things. These young people are like that is fucking awesome. You are the man driving. It is the Nick Cage moment. You are a connoisseur. (laughs) It's totally (laughs) accurate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's and and people were super super stoked on it. Um, Now we know you got yours for a crazy price. What is the what is the
1: street level purchase price for
0: for one this nice? Yeah, for for yours, it's probably forty grand. Which still still like reasonable. It's a lot. Even if you got a lot of cars. Even if you spent forty. It feels like way more than forty grand of coolness, right? You know, um, and your street cred is way more through than the fu- forty through the roof. grand. Yeah,
2: through right. through the do you want a new Camry or yeah, lights. No, for
0: sure. Uh, and it and once you hit third gear, you you don't come out of third gear. You're in third gear from forty to hundred and forty miles an hour, right, all the way. Yeah, there's no gear up, change. Up the fucking up the big hill, up the giant mountain. Top gear. Same gear. Same gear. Same gear.
1: Just Chelly, That's the
0: show for same, same gear. Same gear. <laughs> same, same gear. Um, <laughs> dual zone climate control. At one point, we had the AC on the top and the heat on the bottom. That's lovely. You can run both at the same time. That's very good. That is advanced. And uh, But the one thing we need to have adjusted, and we, I might make a video out of it. Talk to Donnie about this. The on-center steering is very sharp. And so if you don't have really, really soft touch on the wheel... You can get a little, it can get a little wobbly oh. at like 80 miles an hour. It's a little wobbly with Hannah. With, with Hannah, because she, doesn't, she right. doesn't have the, no disrespect to Hannah, but if you don't have like the touch. Right. Like really light two fingers, it can get a little wok walk, wok. And so Donnie said there's a way to, you can get an alignment that will dial that out. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. So you Change can, you can relax right. the steering a bit and make it a little more, a little more dead on center so it's not as sensitive to that. So like all right, cool, we'll just we'll just do that. He said you can't go to one of those laser spots you got to go to, to his guy, guy yeah, yeah. in strings, Lancaster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With like fucking Twine fishing probably. line who <laughs> doesn't take appointments. First right. come, first cash serve. Pay, yeah. You pay him in cash and sandwiches, yeah, 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 you know, and then he asks you for a favor when he's done. <laughs> and first names only. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll have to, we'll make a video out of that, out of adjusting the, but he's Donnie said, once you dial that alignment and then you're, you're, then you're, you're golden. Go. But, uh, uh, fucking superior superior motoring yeah, yeah they're cool and um, I will say
1: the, uh, the Euro spec headlight combo mm. as well is yeah the
0: French lights oh it looks so nice it does it's yeah. cherry it's it
1: does it does the front end takes on a different feel yeah. when you do that it's like it.
0: slightly more aggressive yeah. but without without toning the class down
1: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's like the quiet guy who you're like, I don't want to fuck with that dude. It's the you Vinnie know what I'm Jones,
0: <laughs> right? <he's> headlight Vinnie. <laughs> mod.
1: Mine says Desert be... <laughs> eagle. 0.50.
0: up. Oh, oh. It should be called um, the Vinnie Jones. Have yeah. you Vinnie
1: Jonesed your uh, your Bentley R, by the
0: way? But what we, you know, you realize he's it, when you have back seat passengers, they didn't, uh, not just Bentley, but like nobody put air vents in None. the back. Until like the mid '90s, mid to late '90s, and so you kind of have to like crank the AC in the front to get the air to the back. Yeah, but and also no if, cup
1: holders. If I well, the no cup holders thing is crazy. But also, if you think about it, in England, right, you wouldn't really until, of course, the sun collides with the planet which is inevitable, <laughs> um, you wouldn't actually need yeah. the AC to be able to shoot into the back right. as you cruise around the Cotswolds. But you might want the heat to shoot back The heat, there. I I mean, sure, something. but the heat of course does things in the air yeah, yeah, easier right. than the cool right. does and you're, if you're up front and you're getting blasted with freezing right. cold air it's different than getting blasted with some warmth. But so, the, we
0: did they did recommend how we could, you could the center vents you can sort of yeah. shoot them down the middle. You're
2: describing exactly what we Done with our
0: dog for the last two years because they didn't have rear vents and yeah, we have yeah. to aim it down
2: the middle and yeah. he'd sit there and wait yeah. And, yeah. and the new car is going to have that yeah. yeah so it's that's, a big game that's changer.
0: that and cup holders are really the big advancements. However, would,
1: we did find the uh, the Nike Air Force 1 variant where you can just put those on the center bit and then I've just put to, your, yeah. your water in there,
0: which is what I did, it worked perfectly. Well, we, you know that from coming with me in the red car. Right. The red car, you have to if you ride with me, you have to ride with my shoes. Yeah. Sitting under your knees, but you can also then use that shoe, <laughs> shoe. as a as, as a cup, cup holder. holder. That's <laughs> that's <laughs> And because my NBs are like so wide and stable, got a good got that's stance. a pretty good uh, <laughs> Good cup holder for that, (laughs) and it keeps the drink warm. Maybe right, yeah, right. Um, So I mean, this fucking Bentley. It it it. Yes, it cost us a little money to get her get her going, but goddamn, does this thing just make me happy? Worth it. Everything about it just makes me so happy, and it's just so like old luxury cars are not typically interesting. You have to get to a certain level of ridiculous. Like if we had if this was like a A 1993 Mercedes. That would not be that interesting. But because it's, like, so opulent for that period, it just becomes wonderful. What's wild is you could spend
2: as much or more than you spent to get a 90s Mercedes or an 80s Mercedes or one of those turbo diesel wagons. Dude, you get a
0: 500e. For forty five, fifty thousand dollars, and yeah. it would not be as cool, fun, or nice as this. Yeah, it may be more reliable in the long
2: term. Yeah, but that's not what we're here for. Mm-hmm. You know? Like you said, the, I'm here the, for the a good time, not a long time. We're yeah. here for the short term.
1: Yeah. Also, I think that the you're aided by the color. Just classy. The color of yours is a. It's a bit gangster. You know what yeah, I'm yeah. saying? Like there's. You don't see in your. I like. I don't remember seeing. I remember seeing silver ones and green ones.
0: But like that particular, it's not an old man's spec, right? Like it's not like. Don't get me wrong. If this ha- car happened to be Jewish racing gold,
2: <laughs> I would have be...
0: bought it even faster than I bought this one. A terrible color. I know, but in the right car, <laughs> there's an I- there's an irony to it that could be fun. It's, okay. right. it's one of our divisions. This one, this one <laughs> happens to be the right color yeah, yeah. for a young person to right. be to be driving.
1: Now I noticed that there was a note on um, the post that you made about it, where someone said something about the tires. Yeah, are the tires on this uh, like a a bigger, harder to get spec than regular tires? Oh, they are only
0: one size. There's only one company that makes the tire that fits this. It's the only car ever made that has this size tire. I well, I don't want to say ever. It's the only car. Yeah, it might be ever. Nobody else makes the tire. Avon Turbo Speed is the actual— It sounds like a garbage tire. It's actually not. It's actually a a really well-made English tire. Of course. Of course. They they make a lot of retro
2: performance sizes. When I was shopping for tires for the Cobra, two companies made tires that fit. There was BFG— and then there was this company, yeah. and these are four times the price. But they're yeah. like, if you want like a good racing tire for a fourteen-inch wheel for an old Alpha or something, they might sell it. Wow, they, they're yeah.
0: five hundred dollars a corner, Jesus. which is which is which would be what you'd pay. I mean. It's more than you'd pay for a Corvette tire or a Viper tire or, right. a, or a, a top a, a modern, high-performance, big tire.
1: Now, with the size of the tire, does that give you more—is it is that comfort-based?
0: Is that why you would need a tire of that spec? Well, it's— Or you is know, it a the,
1: visual— No, no.
0: Uh, I mean, the, the wheel is a 15-inch wheel. Right. Um, and be, because there's a unique— Bolt pattern just for that car. Of course. You actually really can't even put aftermarket wheels on it. Oh. Yeah, you'd have to have a fully, fully custom Custom, set of wheels. And to get that size, which is a 255-65-15, nobody makes that. Nope. They haven't put 15-inch wheels on cars in 28, 5, 30 years. So this is the last company that makes tires. So they really rake you over the coals. Yeah, of course. You could get a tire that's like, eh. And and you see in the cheap ones when people go to sell one of these for like 10 grand on Craigslist or whatever, it's got some – it doesn't quite look right because the tire is not quite the right size because they get a 235 or a fucking whatever. And it's like – it won't drive right. Right, right. So it's like – yeah just you just suck it up, you get the right tire and then and and it's like one of those things that it could cause other problems later, right you want it to ride right, you want it to stop and turn right, and this is the tire that the car came with new like just fucking put the right tire on there you know that's the that's how you keep it running good and like valuable and driving like it's supposed to drive is to do that Right. There's not a really a better way. Well, of course. So you suck it up and you buy the right tire. That's so what if you can buy a Bentley, you get the bloody tires. I don't tires. want to do headphones anymore. I'm <laughs> making my head hot. As a matter of fact, I don't want to do hat either. go. Oh ahead. wow! But it's just I think maybe the coffee. It's just making my head hot. Don't want to it do it. It does do that. It's the caffeine. Yeah. Bingo. Um, so, anyway, uh, enough about the Bentley. It's fucking great. It's They're, great. We had no issues and. Uh, 10 out of 10, no notes. Going out, of, going out of town this week. So, I put it downstairs here at WCCS where it can live its best charmed, battery tended life. And um, <laughs> uh, I had a little bit of a panic before we left, as I do I, you know, my weekly panic. Yeah, yeah, you, know, yeah. you, you know about this weekly, sure. weekly yeah. panic. Bi-weekly, bi-weekly Occasionally try, depending <laughs> on the way that, whether the week's really trying um, you or not. Yeah. Uh, went down to go get it before the trip. Right. And the rear was Ooh. a little, little saggy because it's a hydraulic suspension. Got that North Carolina squat. It turns out that uh, if the car sits for four or five days, which it did before, before our road trip because I was driving the M3 competition, the hydraulic fluid will... Will bleed back into the system and out of the shocks, and that will happen. You start it up, mm-hmm. and in about sixty seconds, it comes back oh, to cool. to ride it, it Citroen's itself. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. It does in Citron fact. DS's it does in fact Citroen itself. <laughs> Uh, same same <laughs> shit. And so, so, yeah, that's how you know if one has been sitting for five days or more. If I may, for totally uh,
1: your uh, anxiety, that was uh, an integral part of the choice of fourth passenger for the trip, by the way. I did take that into note. Oh, yeah. Where I was like, hmm. Because I know. Bless you. Thank you. So the first invitation went out to Zach, yes, who unfortunately... Which... Was in the middle of boxing up aware. and
0: I listen. You could move any day, but boy, did you miss <laughs> out! No you fucking missed out. So, so then I was like, okay. So it was official. Originally
1: it was going to be Leo, and then it was Zach, and then I was like, all right, who else? And my, my buddy Adam, who was the bass player, in my was the phone screener at my radio show back in the mid '90s, and then was in the bass player in all of my bands and all that, and I love him so much. And I was like, oh, he's perfect, because his sense of humor. I mean, him nailing the um, the I-just-checked barn off of my oh, yeah. <laughs> callback yeah. like three days after we had
0: done the solid original. Solid individual. Solid individual. Pat had, had like road trip bingo sheets made up. Of so course. Folks, gotta take a quick break for our sponsor. Off the record, you know them, you love them, everyone loves them. How could they not? All they wanna do is help people. If you get pulled over for any moving violation at all, Don't plead guilty. That's for suckers. That's not the American way. Even though I know you just want to get it over with, get on with your life, all that, I understand, but it's not going to happen without OTR. Download that Off the Record app and use code TSTPOD for 10% off all legal services at Off the Record. What they do is set you up with a qualified attorney in the jurisdiction in which you got uh, that ticket. They fight that ticket on your behalf And if they don't get those points off your record Boy, you don't pay them a thing Go to offtherecord.com Slash TST on web Or download the Off The Record app And use code TSTPOD To save 10% off all legal services With Off The Record We love them I use them myself At least once a year Always coming correct Getting me out of trouble And uh, they'll be there for you to offtherecord.com dot com slash tst or code tst ten on the Off the Record app. Do it now and back to the show.
1: So it was. Uh, I, I knew that he would fit beautifully into the soup of yeah. the Bentley drive, and yeah. he did.
0: And he, he said, "I'll give I'll give you money for this car right now." <laughs> yeah, he was <laughs> like, "I'll give you thirty five yeah. for it." Um, so you know, we went to see U uh, two at the Sphere, and so you know, Christian. He's a hard person to bring to concerts. I was going to bring that up that you've, yeah, like, this true. is why I did this. You're this a, is why I wanted you I've, to come out. I've <laughs> brought you to three concerts with me. And what have I done? Go. And you've, you've left early at two of them. <laughs> yeah. And then one, you told me all the reasons you didn't like it. And, and, and I, it's a matter When asked. It's, I tell you of course when asked. Of course. Yes, I never. But it's, it's written on your face yeah. and body, <laughs> my friend. You're, really, you're a very hard person to bring to concerts. Yeah. In the same way you just, that. You like, sit there like
2: this. Yeah. <laughs> and I go, I go, what's going on? And you're like, do you really yeah. want to know? <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. In the same way as, like, if you showed up with, like, you know, a car that was, like, modified in a way that was, was questionable. Yeah. Like, if you, sh- even if you showed up in an awesome car right. that had 16 year old tires on it, I would not be able to contain myself. Right. It's the same thing. And so for you to go to something before this weekend four times, it, there's no way that's not awesome. Right. And so even after when you went once and then you were like a week later, you're like, I'm going again. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> that good? Yeah, it's that good. So I, you know, I'm like a, a, I guess, I guess a casual like U2 fan. Like I like some of their songs. Sure. Like I'm not sure I would go to like a regular U2 concert if it was at the st- a football stadium or something. Like not sure I would go. Um, but um Holy fucking shit! Yeah, that was that was really something. Yeah, no, it's a uh,
1: it, it's a complete paradigm shift. Like that's the yeah, and and the reason I keep going back. So, one hundred percent gratitude to Julia who has...
0: Oh, what a lovely woman, Julia. Lovely woman.
1: She's my... best. She's my consigliere. I literally can't do anything session-oriented without her at this point. And she is part of Treatment, which is the team uh, which is co-headed by uh, Willie and Sam, who you met Willie, and Sam is the other partner. And they oversee Treatment. And Treatment is one of the biggest, I think probably, I'm going to guess like top three production houses in the world. So the second time that I went to see the show... They also have Adele at the uh, Caesars, which is, they did that show, which mm. is incredible. They were also doing ACDC at Power Trip. and doing oh, I, all their, yeah, I
0: was at that. All
1: their visuals
0: for yeah. AC/DC. that was yeah. also
1: treatment. And then they were also loading in John Mayer at Madison Square Garden for his show. So they Ooh. do the big stuff. Yeah. And Willie has been working with U2 since Unforgettable Fire. Yeah. So any production you've seen ever for U2 is his company. So this... Is both the band and treatment's masterpiece. So so
0: we, you know, because of Julia um, and and Christian's relationship, we got not just to see the show, but a distilled, like, idealized essence of the show. So everything from like we walked in the fucking staff entrance and skipped all the lines, to like we got to see like the backstage and like the server room, which actually as they typically are, is fairly disappointing to see. You know, it's, it's like I'm expecting like an Ocean's Eleven server sure. room, you know, and it's just like a conference room like stacked with computers to the ceiling Whoa. and lots of fans. Yeah. P.S. By
1: Also, the thing to understand is that when treatment showed up, the first thing that they said was, your tech is inadequate. So that server room was they emptied a conference room and built their own server room and then built their own software to push. And I will tell you right now, because I asked Julia exactly how big... The data is. Was it? I
0: think. Was it 1,700 petabytes? It is. is uh, that
1: right? It's. Uh, I'll tell you right now. The the size of all of the projection, the the visuals is uh, 1.7 petabytes. Now I couldn't find how you convert that into a regular. A petabyte
2: is 1,024 terabytes.
1: Right, and a terabyte is how many gigs? Uh, a thousand, I think. So this is an enormous. She said. She
0: said the the there every song. They push four hundred terabytes of data to the screen, and there's in a three and a half minute song. So, so a petabyte is a hundred thousand gigabytes. <laughs> so how many
2: is it? Was it one, 7 one point seven petabytes? Yeah. So that's so basically two hundred thousand gigabytes.
0: Yeah. Roughly. So, so I, and when I say the server room, I just mean because it's just a bunch of computers and dudes wearing black shirts and glasses, and it's very room. hot, and mm-hmm. it's very hot. So like. But, but it's also like when you consider like you know that we use the our our flash drives, our terabyte flash drives are like half the size of an iPhone, and these these are fucking racks and racks and racks and racks of solid state drives, it's pretty crazy, and then the okay, so it's the graphics of the fucking screen, which is a how tall is it, two hundred and something foot, yeah, it's, it's like a two hundred foot tall curved 16k screen okay so you have graphics and visuals that are uh uh optimized for that but not fixed they're they're music responsive because according to julia the band doesn't play the songs actually exactly the same every time so the graphics have to adapt to the music like the song is a give or take. It's between three hundred and three minutes and thirty and three minutes and thirty three seconds, but still there's like different pauses right. different so the wow. the shit adapts to that. Then they're filming the band in sixteen k and projecting that on the not projecting, showing that on the screen in, in bubbles in bubbles that, that move. move overlaid with the existing graphics. With fucking no lag, no lag in real time. And in a couple of the scenes, there are the the band is hovering over digitized water and has real time reflections on the water that's processed wow. in 16K in real time. Wow. In a, it in,
1: was, a, in a program called Notch, which is the same one that does all that feedback and the crazy bits in. Um, Vertigo and oh, the headla- yeah. in the so the, cool. the helicopter lights. They're they're using digital. They're using visual feedback to affect the video in yeah. real time. That, at the same so, time. So
0: the the helicopter thing. I put I put a few. Um, go to the, go to my Instagram post. Some I didn't thumbnails. Put, I didn't put the helicopter because it was vertical and this was a horizontal post. But like, if you scroll to the next thing, so that's oh. a, that's us. A, a so we got to the the thing that. So that's the the, the All fucking. Right, I'm dome. gonna say
1: I want to tell the Mike McCready from my side before right. you tell it from I'm your side. I'm not to get to that.
0: But you do can. your bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can. But um, <laughs> so we got to, because of Julia, we got to not just see the show, but see the show from the perfect position in the sphere to see each segment of the show. It's four acts. Yeah. So act one is like, blow your fucking head off. <laughs> to pieces. Yeah. And it was what was really interesting, and uh, you know, the very first as they first come on stage, ninety-seven percent of people in the fucking stadium have their phones out, and I am looking around and I say to Julia, "Doesn't this drive you nuts?" That, that... and she goes, "Wait what? for the second song." She goes, "They're <laughs> all going to do this, but wait for the second song." And wow, go, okay. Really? okay. So everyone's filming the first song, the second song. The graphics go so batshit that it is impossible to to capture it, and almost every phone just goes, drops. Go, just goes away. <laughs> they just they is surrender. Te- was that intentional? Yeah, was that she planned called by it? it. No, it's no, no, just no, that like, literally
1: just, you, you, your brain is like, I don't know what I'm fucking even bothering. And on top of that, like I want to be immersed in yeah. this experience. This That's is cool. r- this is ruining yeah. what I'm seeing. Yeah, and you then know.
0: the third and fourth song are where. If you were to get motion sickness, that's where you would get it. That the third and fourth song are where like you don't even know where you are anymore. Yeah. Um, so when we start, time your drugs
1: accordingly. Yeah. When we uh, <laughs> when you when we start on the the Julia treatment, which yeah, yeah. is what you. The first thing we do is you're. Pretty much dead center. This week, this time we had to be off a little bit because they were filming with the with the big sky camera and all that. So, we start on the floor, almost dead center, but we're behind a barricade so we don't have to deal with the general public. We're in
0: like our own little area. But seeing in the, the photo, band. if you can see in the photo, if you're at the back of the floor, you're still like I don't know, 50 feet yeah. from the stage. Like it's it's like it's close. Yeah. Everywhere in GA is close.
1: And so um, you, we start there. And then we sort of move over for one so that you can see, because on one, when Bono is the conceit, is he gets everybody to pull up their phones to see the lights. And then they, they the video is also white orb lights. So the whole thing is like a 360 Whoa. version. So we yeah. go over to that so you can see those two things. And then, the first act ends, and then it goes to the quiet bit, which is when they do, you know, the um,
0: like I've seen them do Don't Dream It's Over. That's another— like Act a, one, three, and four are programmed with the, the, the graphics. Okay. But— They would get bored if they played the same songs every night. So, act two is like freeform, whatever they feel like doing, but the screen is like just regular concert lights. It's just, and it's also just, it's like a
1: projection of the members of the band, and then each of them fall away until it ends up with just Bono and Edge for two songs, which is beautiful. Yeah, it's cool. And then act three is where it goes back to bat shit, and then act four is a complete bat shit. So each act four of them, is where you like cry. Yeah, it's where each of them builds and builds. So for act four, we get you get to we get to go up to where this perspective is, which is the this is video and lighting control, which is on tier two, and we're in our own little basically VIP area watching all of this from this perspective down. And we everyone just who's to,
0: been says that tier two, where this is, is, is the, the best seats in the house. Yeah, the fucking high high seats are unfathomably high. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, you, it, when you're standing on the floor, if you turn around and look to the high seats, it doesn't look like—it looks like they've projected the high seats. They don't look real. Like, it's even taller than, like, stadiums. It's,
1: oh, yeah. It's crazy. And the, and the rake is crazy because it's, it's set up also to do the, the, the movie. So the other thing is that if you look at this picture, for the Aronofsky film, they have to move this whole staging. Everything has to come out. So when they went to them and were like, we're going to do this, but you guys have to be able to move your stage every week because they have to put the big smell cannons in because the movie is also haptic seats and smell, a Roman business, like 5 D or whatever. So they had to also build this so it could move. So this isn't like even a permanent installation. Whoa, yeah. <laughs> like this stage has to disappear in order for this whole GA area to be empty so they can put 30 smell cannons in to that area. Yeah. And each of the songs is, well, two of them are a repeat. Uh, The flame flag and the smoke flag are the same guy. But each of the other songs are a different artist was commissioned to do different pieces. And this thing that you're looking at here is ILM, which is Industrial Light and Magic, George Lucas's company.
0: It looks like as if you're looking just through, as if the wall of the sphere is gone, that's where you'd be facing otherwise. Straight into Vegas. Yeah. Folks, got to take one more quick break from the action to remind you that Road & Track's two experience events for 2024 are now on sale. Registration is open for the Road & Track Smokey 600 in Tennessee and Kentucky, May 7th to 10th, and the Arizona Desert Run in the high deserts of the Southwest, November 12th to 15th of this year. Both events feature five-star hotels and food routes uh, created and led by me, time on the racetrack, and a whole lot more. So head over to experiences.roadentrack.com and check out those events. They've got full itineraries and details. Uh, The Smoky 600 focuses on the Tale of the Dragon, the National Corvette Museum and Racetrack and the very best of bourbon country, and the Arizona Desert Run features a beautiful high desert drive from Scottsdale to Sedona and uh, track time at the Radford Racing School plus some of the best food in the southwest head over to experiences.roadandtrack.com now and sign up to drive with me in 2024
1: and then there's a beautiful conceit which we're not ruining because next week is the last week this whole thing in time lapse completely uh, is deconstructed with cranes and everything and then it returns back to the desert because there is actually and the song
0: after it is desert. Yeah, like it. There's actually a sequence an, to well, that. It's actually
1: an arc. The whole yeah, thing yeah. is a story. Makes like sense. it start. Like there's this. I sent it to Matt. It turns this... into
0: the desert, and then the desert floods, and then it's like this underwater kind of and thing. And then the time wheel. Yeah, and it's then this real thing. Real crazy. And so the, and the, the city deconstructing was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean over the course of the song, going from like. City, like, to back to earth, it was crazy. And it's like
1: cranes. It's not like it goes down. It's like literally looks like it's being deconstructed. Like, there's cranes swinging so
2: and, and caterpillar tractors. Do, do you think tractors. it's uh, um, time-lapse from when it was assembled and they run reverse, or do you think it's all, like, they created the graphic? They create, it's, no, it's all, that's it's, not
0: a real video. It's all CGI.
2: Okay.
1: There's not one there's piece not of one. real okay. video they're, they're, in wow. the yeah. entire show. It's all the yeah. CGI smoke, the CGI fire, all of the water is CGI. I mean, it, it's... It's an enormous, enormous visual yeah, achievement. And really, really and cool Willie wow. and his team, you know, it's like, you know, people are like, why do you keep going back? And I'm like, well, A, I get to do that for free five times, which is crazy. But then also it's changed. Like the, la- the first time I went was show three. And I was lucky enough to be able to go and live in the crew housing with Willie, who's the designer and his assistant and a couple of other people, including Julia. And we sat there and the, the tradition after the show is we have a cheese plate. And some tea at one o'clock in the morning. Because English people will drink caffeinated tea and still be (laughs) out of sleep, which I couldn't understand. And you sat there and Willie had his notebook out and he just said, uh, he was like, Vertigo is just not right. And then the next time I came and saw it, Vertigo was helicopters and these live videos that
0: are, Bono is like, what, a hundred feet tall? (laughs) So it's like once this goes to the desert, these helicopters start flying around. And shine down a spotlight, which is familiar to anybody in Los Angeles. <laughs> right. The f- and and in the spotlights appeared live, live video of the band members, 150 feet tall.
1: Playing with v- video feedback and all these unbelievable it's images. insane. So that was the punch up for the second time I it's saw it. It's not on my Instagram,
0: but I do have a photo of it. I'll show you. It's crazy.
1: And then the third time I went, the disco ball showed up for the first time, yeah. which I hadn't seen prior. And then the fourth time they had, he had uh, just ch- suddenly changed other stuff that people hadn't seen with the uh, when the fireflies are all buzzing around. Yeah. So each time I've gone, I've also seen the show change, and also I've seen that act two change because I went when they did uh, before Christmas. They did. Um, fairy tale in New York for Shane McGowan who passed away and then afterwards they did Don't Dream It's Over from Crowded House so they have leeway in that second act because it's just the band playing without visuals attached to it to do whatever they want and stretch it out and it's really beautiful so going back each time and seeing the show also evolve has a, been a beautiful experience and then as Matt saw what's you know felt what's I think the most profound part of it is that because of the fact that that you know Julia had got the treatment team addicted to my Instagram feed over quarantine because they were still working and they were in England, so they were all listening to the sessions while they were working on this project. So they already knew me before I showed up. So it was like this: I got to be part of this family. But then you meet these people, and now when you meet Willie, you're now like emotionally invested in how amazing this show Mm -hmm. was because you're like, oh, I now know the people who are working at a level of excellence that's so crazy, you know, and this this band is so. Profoundly unique Like I was telling them The, the, the sound guy who, who they've seen He looks like Santa Claus He, he looks big, like
0: Confucius He's like a, he looks, Yeah he's like yeah. An Irish <laughs> Santa
1: Confucius guy yeah. Joe Hurley Is the uh, Is the The sound guy He was the sound guy at the first gig in the first pub that you two played in Dublin. Get out of here. And when they walked in, he was like, look at these long-haired whatevers who are going to do what? And then Edge pulled his guitar pedals out, and in his brain, he's like, Hendrix didn't need any guitar pedals. After the first gig, he walked up to them and said, I'm going to be your sound guy for the rest of your lives. And he is mixing the Sphere what? after doing Live Aid, after doing the Joshua Tree Tour, unforgettable, every
0: tour they've ever played. Remember we saw Bob Geldof in, in the VIP? As we saw Bob Geldof in the VIP, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> so
1: when Joe's wife was pregnant, they had a private jet waiting at every airport so that if she went into labor, he was straight on the plane and straight back to Dublin because they're all based out of Ireland, except you know, the band has houses all over. But the crew and everybody are pretty much exclusively based in Dublin. So... This dude who's sitting, and I watched, I went to this, I got to go to the sound booth and, and watched a couple songs last time. And he's still dicking around. You know, he's yeah. like still, it's not like autopilot. He's right. like, nah, I'm just going to tweak. And then, you know, the, the to go back to the technical. There's like 160,000, 163,000 speakers in the venue.
0: What? Yeah, it's, cra- it's crazy.
1: So the sound doesn't doesn't emanate from the stage it emanates from this wall of visual so the, so the, the, the people are like well why is it going to be fucking you too it's the perfect band because the edges guitar is just this ephemeral
0: thing that floats through the air and there was stuff that i i mean i know what good is and i know what great is but i don't really know beyond that but because christian was there to point shit out mm-hmm. i was like oh when he was like, when U2's voice, when uh, Bono's voice was coming straight at me and the edges harmony were coming down from above, I was like, oh, that's yeah. fucking kind of crazy, actually. Like-,
1: like Joe separates it out. That, that theater is built, in, so that, that PA is built in such a way that when they do movie screenings, they can literally take one section of the theater and have the movie in French. And the next row over will be English. What? And then the next row over can be Spanish, and the next row over can be Swahili, and they can divide the theater, and there's no crossfade. So seat seven and seat eight are getting two different versions. And when I went there for the like the third time, I went, we actually spent some time at the sound booth, which was what they so they turned on all the power, so you could see where all the speakers were, and the speakers. Are constantly talking to each other to make sure that they're doing the job the right way and rightly twice in the show right at the beginning of the day they would spend they send this ultrasonic pop-through that you can't hear that locks everything in then they go like through a it, slate and then yeah exactly like a sonic slate and then right before the band starts there's a dead moment and they hit it again to make sure that all the speakers are locked in to do the fucking best job that they can do for the next two hours that's
0: incredible yeah it's really Humans really are amazing it's, it's really batshit and like you know, before we went, the day before we drove out there, Zach and I had a meeting in this room with the Apple CarPlay team, or two, two representatives. I'm sure there's a thousand people who work on it. And we're not allowed to say exactly what they showed us, which we promised to do and I won't do because we're nice people. But just <laughs> – I don't think they had a good time. <laughs> You're not going to be number one on the uh, list of places to go back to for <laughs> no. It's not that, and I th- I hope and I hope that they continue to share their views and allow us to share ours. And just based on publicly available, what they showed, like I don't know, CES or wherever it was last year, the future of the conceptual dashboard. You, did you remember that picture? Yeah, yeah. Where the whole fucking dash yeah, was it's a, just screen. a big screen. Boo. And and you know, I said to them, you know. Do you guys ever – does anyone ever say this is this is too much screen? Right. Anyone ever say this is too much for a fucking car? Does anyone ever say – that? there it is. This is a publicly – does anyone ever go all of that information coming at you while you're supposed to be driving is too goddamn much? Right. Because they're basically going to be – integrating CarPlay further into cars than ever before. And that I don't think that violates anything they told me. That's pretty much a given. And Apple widgets, and you can customize shit, and and all kinds of stuff that will objectively make CarPlay work better. Right? And given the choice between a CarPlay dash and whatever the fuck BMW is doing down there with that M4, M3, I'll take CarPlay every time. But but it did not make me feel it made me feel like tech is taking advantage of us mm. and not actually improving shit particularly when we drove this this beautiful bentley this one-analog everywhere <laughs> all i had i had a, a small little screen my phone right. with a fucking gps on it yep. and an ability to put music from my phone to the speakers and that was really enough for me yeah but like it made me it made me so down on Ha, your whole dashboard needs to be screened, especially when I did the same drive in the G-Wagon last fucking week, and I spent 35 minutes trying to figure out how to dim the panels enough because they were glowing right. in my face. It's dark outside. I can't see. But then we got to the sphere, and I'm watching this, and I go, it actually made me go, oh, this is what tech is for. <laughs> right. It's for this. Right, to
1: enhance things that have it's, already it's
0: – it, Yeah, it's to, it's to take – a, a, a very talented band and turn music played on instruments into a, such an immersive experience, you know, that it is that it, that is mind blowing and irreplicable outside of that. Yeah, that was it's like the flip side. I felt totally different about technology right. after seeing that show versus having a conversation with people who are pro your car being made of screens right yeah i think the question for
2: non-car people i'd like to ask is and i know they're not listening to the show but do they do all these extra screens improve their lives because the visuals at the show, at the Sphere, like, improve your experience yeah, of musical art, sure. right? And it's done at a level that's never been done before. But, and that's how everything iterates and, and everything evolves. But with the screens and the cars, I feel like we're being shown these things because they can be done. I know he's and, asking for it. Well, it well, yeah, and then people go, oh, I guess, well, this right. is good. Do, I guess this is good. Sure. But I wonder if normal consumers like having more and more information, more and more screens, more and more, et cetera.
1: I mean, I consider myself probably closer to the regular consumer than to a car person, and I would say absolutely not. Like a screen is good. Yeah, a is screen good. is great. A screen you know, is like good. the Mini that I drive has, yeah. I even have like the one before they put the digital dashboard bits on it, yeah. so I have like the analog, and then there's like the center thing that used to be the yeah. speedometer that's now. It's a screen. That's a screen, and it's great. That's yeah. all I need. I don't need all of this other bullshit, yeah. but I think, I mean, isn't, isn't the eventual goal in quotes to get to self-driving where these screens will actually be things that people Cart would...
0: before the horse, bro. Of course. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, I know it's, the, the it's a
1: stupid way to go about it, but it seems to me like that's what they're yeah. doing is they're setting it up that like eventually, that'll be showing Netflix
2: and blah, 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 because you'll just But be... I think right now it's, it's the illusion of improvement. I think it's, sure, it's like, like we have too. this tech, we can put it in there, and right. it's a way to make a car seem new. Yeah. For, like They have to convince you to buy a car that's new instead right. of one from three years ago. Side
0: effect, it's way cheaper to make.
2: It's also cheaper to make. Fact, true. That's, that's true. It's way that's cheaper to build right. a screen gauge
1: cluster
0: than, than it is to cluster build cluster. actual analog gauges.
1: Right. And yeah. then also, you know, the human need Certainly, I think that has has grown as well, which is the the ability to customize, not necessarily where gauges and things are, but mine's blue. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And mine's, you know, yeah. fucking My Little Pony and, you know, my yeah. favorite fucking K-pop star. So you get to do that, which I think is probably where the general public
2: gets all, woo! Well, LEDs made that possible because now you can rent a Mustang, $35,000 Mustang, and it will have... What, 12 different colors? Yeah, that you can make right, at the glowing, interior. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And then if you're in a Mercedes or a more expensive car, you can change so many oh, the different Merce- colors. The
1: Mercedes EQ is like a full on disco. Yeah. yeah, I saw so, this remember chick in my building. Yeah, my this chick in my building just got into hers the other day. And I was like, it, as it powered up, I was like, what <laughs> the fuck yeah. is going That's on in the there? That's the fear
0: of cars. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and yep. fucking Will. I. Am is doing some weird right, shit course, with the speakers. Like, you is. know, uh, bless his fake car company heart. So. Um, uh, before we go on no, the no, Mike McCready okay, part so of this adventure the, the pre- PS of this <laughs> uh, we're walking from the hotel to the Sphere in the lobby of the Palazzo I it's like I'm or the, or the, the lobby the casino I he's about eight feet from me I spot Mike McCready the lead guitarist for Pearl Jam I have been to 63 Pearl Jam shows and I have never met a member of the band this surprises people that it I've does. never met the member, a member of Pearl Jam yeah. but I haven't so I see Mike McCready. Uh and I were he's with his family, and I'm walking, and I just I I'm pretty stunned. I just go, Mike McCready? And he looks up and he goes, What's up, bro? And I just go, big fan, dude. But I kept it moving. I didn't even stop. Kept it moving. And I was like, I cannot. And Hannah's like, what are you doing? Go back. But he but I'm like, he's right. with he's with his family. Yeah, well, that's my entry, yeah. He's with his yeah, family. Oh, he's he's, sure. he's they've got their luggage. He's like going to the elevator. I'm like, I'm like this is leave my um, man be leave my man the exactly yep. leave. but I go I go he's probably going to the show right so the whole fucking night I am I assume he's in a super VVIP area. But we were in a pretty VIP area. And we were in the most VIP. Bob Geldof was 30 feet from Bob us. When Bob Geldof shows up, I'm like, I'm like, this is where McCready would be. Right. I if saw so was... fucking head on a swivel looking for McCready. So funny. <laughs> <And there laughs> so, were so, Shin's like, so the sphere, and you're like, yeah, 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 where's the Well, so guy? we're
1: checking in because we get there, and, and then we all sort of go our separate ways so that they can go to the hotel and freshen up before they come into the show. So me and my buddy Adam go for a walk, and I'm walking down the the strip and I get a text from Hannah that's like, Matt's losing his fucking mind. He just saw Mike McCready in the lobby of the hotel. I'm like, of course he did. It's fucking amazing. So then we go into the show and we end up going into the VIP area, the the, the little um, sort of, it's a bar and there's some food and blah, blah, blah. And I introdu- and Matt gets introduced to uh, Mark Pellington, who oh, is yeah. the dude that did the Jeremy he video. He the Jeremy video. a huge director who I know he from very nice. previous works. And he's working with you two on film stuff with them. So there's like a Pearl Jam thing. So Matt's yeah. now in like Pearl Jam heaven. Yeah. Like this is like, this is the, the universe has proven that he's supposed to be there. Then we see Bob Geldof and there's a lead singer, Muse. And like everyone's in the room and hanging out. So then we go to the show. Oh, was
0: that who that was? Yeah, Matt. In the fucking hat? Yeah, that Matt, was Matt, Matt Bellamy, Bellamy, right? Yeah, yeah. In the rocks star hat
1: yeah so matt bellamy yes, from muse okay. is there yeah, and yeah. you
0: know so the muse could probably pull off that venue one a thousand yeah. i was like
1: i just want to be in matt bellamy's brain yeah, sitting yeah, there having could, him be like yeah. "Okay, dokey." I would
0: go, i'd go see muse yeah 100 yeah, 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 yeah so he uh so
1: we're so we're hanging out and then we go and we watch the show and, and the whole thing and it's beautiful and then uh matt gets willie to sign the the set list and
0: it's yeah wait just uh go back a little bit because my favorite my fa- so I, so here's this photo. So in the beginning, I'm super annoyed with everybody on their phones, right? <laughs> I'm like, fucking experience this. A couple songs in, I take a couple of pictures. <laughs> okay, are we even looking at them? I take a couple of pictures, and especially, and then, and then, and I'm, and I'm like, you know what? I, I think, I, I think I, I understand why everybody wants to take pictures of this. It's fucking crazy. Like, and people won't believe what you've seen when you go home. And then, when we get up to the lighting booth, I take a couple more pictures because I'm like, want to tell people that I was in the fucking lighting booth, and that's cool. And then at the end, this is the last uh, song of the show. This Beautiful photo day. is Willie Williams, who created the goddamn show and has seen it. Every week for four months. And worked on it for three and years. And worked on it for three yeah. years. Videoing it on his own <laughs> fucking phone. So funny. And I was like, once I saw Willie doing it, yeah. I was like, all right, f- everybody take your fucking phones yeah, yeah. out. Video this shit. So last night, Julie- they, And they gave me a set list. And and Willie was very nice and signed the set list to, to me and Hannah. Yeah. I've already ordered the frame. It's very, very kind of him. Um, and he, here's the thing. He said to me. He said, I, when I asked him to sign it, he said, I never do this. Do you think that means he's not really asked because yeah. he's not a public figure yeah, or that asked. he's asked and he's never asked? I mean, when he's sitting in that yeah.
1: lineup, yeah, yeah. he's actually the dude with the least amount of shit in front of him. Yeah, and he's, got just, two a, guys he's just a guy. These, yeah, you got these two guys <laughs> with these massive boards. Yeah. Then you got Matisse next to him. So the, the video component is run by two guys. Uh, primarily, and one of them is Smasher, and the other one's Matisse, and they're a father and son team. So it's fucking so cool to see these guys working together. But all that's in front of Willie is a laptop, and my favorite part of the of watching Willie is that he'll watch the entire show, and then he puts his little pince-nez glasses on, and then he lifts slowly his laptop, and then the red note goes into the laptop, and then it gets closed, and that's going to be brought up later. Julia sent me a picture with the, with said, he's only got two shows left, and he's still taking notes. And sure enough, last night because they're closing friday and saturday of next week he's still refining this fucking show yeah. wow.
0: today that's awesome you know what i'm uh, saying yeah, that's the math so that, this is my favorite picture of the night is the guy who made the thing videoing Video his own yeah, shit yeah. just to, so I was like everyone else have at it pull your fucking have, phones out. have record he's, yeah, yeah
1: he's truly i mean this is um it's beyond and the yeah. thing you know like so i sent matt the picture anyone who's been to see this first off fuck everyone in the comments who's like fucking youtube
0: but Reason, I don't like U2 that much. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It doesn't re- it doesn't matter. Like they and the point is, clearly put on an amazing show, but it's not even about U2. Who no. gives a shit? It's like just seeing what this thing can do and you need a big band to do it. Well, I think that there is also
1: something, you know, incredibly special about U2 if you know how they function as an organization and the you know how I mean they're a deeply spiritual band and they're all Catholic and it's a big part of what they and I sent Matt the picture. So when the when the if you've seen the show and you know how it opens with the and it all splits apart, that is actually in reference to a church from Japan. So the whole thing starts from the beginning to the end, and it has this beautiful spirituality to it. And the moment that everybody cries (laughs) is when the guitar chimes from Streets Have No Name happen at the beginning of the last three songs. I get goosebumps talking about it. it is if you are not moved by the experience of watching them play that song, yeah. you've got something broken inside of you that you should go <laughs> and talk to somebody about. yeah, Because it's the feeling of 20,000 people lose the roar that comes out of the crowd, and it's literally Edge just standing there going Bling, dun, 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 and it yeah. just goes Rah, and then it doesn't stop for three songs, because then it goes from that into With or Without You into Beautiful Day, which is the final song. And the reason that you 2 had to be the first band to go in there is they're one of the only bands in the world that could put 20,000 people into a room three nights a week for almost six months Mm -hmm. and secondly they're the ones that needed to sanctify the ground so that other people can come in there and do their thing in a place that has now the the the, it's been broken open Mm -hmm. and no other band if any other band had gone in there and done it it would have just been a show you two going there and doing it
2: is a spiritual it, event. They, yeah. they seem to do things with intention. Yeah. Every I think, I think moment the, yeah. is intended. Well, I think, but the band, and I'm yeah, not a 100%. huge fan of those either, yeah, but yeah. I know that they're a band of, of integrity. So if they're going to do this, it says something about what is being made. The venue it is, it. is
0: actually too good for a lot of bands. Yeah. Like a lot of bands don't have the capacity, even if they're good at music, to take advantage of what this can do. But like, I was, like, like Muse could do it. Uh, Taylor Swift could do it. Beyonce, uh, could, do Beyonce it. could do it. Beyonce uh, could do could it. Metallica could probably do yep. it. 9 um, nails would murder this place. Yeah. But, like, you have to be a band that has gotten to the end of what regular level production right. can You've do. You've done it all. Like, you yeah. have to have done a football stadium in the round... And killed it right. multiple, multiple times. Yeah. And the Coldplay could probably yep. do it. Coldplay actually, could, yeah, absolutely could do um, it. But, but, like, but you also need
1: a frontman who can hang that whole place yeah, on yeah him. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know what I'm saying? And Bono. Like it or not. Yeah, he can do that. Con- yeah. he, when there's a 120 foot tall version of Bono and then there's a little Bono, you're like, that's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a projection of this dude into this room. Yeah. It's not a video of a guy. It's like he's been extrapolated out to the most Bono that Bono can be. I mean, I was telling them, they've had the same on the road chaplain with them for 35 years. And he passed away a few years back, and it was a that's huge. huge It's a good gig. It's a great gig. But his job is he's not only does he they bless the show before every single time, but he's on the road as the on the road therapist, basically. And if anyone in the band or anyone in the crew or anyone is suffering, they go and talk with him. And he's known that when the the guy who passed away, unfortunately, had known them. it's the the crew is built up of the same dude that is wrangling. He doesn't have a mic cord anymore, but is wrangling Bono's experience is if you go back and watch the U2 Live Aid, it's the same dude that's wrangling the mic cable at Live Aid. The guitar tech is the same dude that's been with them for 30, 40 years. Every and every single, all their cousins and uncles, the whole crew is all built of the fan. It's a whole familial unit. So you also have this experience of like you're backstage. Everybody knows each other. Yeah, a lot of Irish people back there. So many a Irish. Of, people. A lot of
0: Irish going on. And back they've that.
1: all been with them for yeah. decades, which is unlike so many other bands that you experience. So it really is this feeling of like. Of an entire family down to the people that present the visuals which is unheard of these guys haven't been with with you with John Mayer for 40 years yeah yeah so you have amazing. this ev- cool. what you mean with intention is like everybody there is working with intention and it's excellence all the way around and it, it's it was a, such a you know part of me going back so many times is each time I've gone I've been able to take other people and Julie and I were talking about like how much fun it is to derive the joy from watching your friends lose their fucking minds. Like when the thing opens, I'm not looking at the thing opening right, anymore because yeah. I know I'm looking at these guys all like, yeah, what the fuck? And then I'm like, and then we're going to go upstairs. And then you go upstairs and they get to have that version of the show where you're sitting. I mean, that's the, the, the only house, the only seat that's better than that is Joe's position, which is the sound desk, which is almost directly in front of the stage. So that's the I mean, only seats yeah. that are better than that place, to
0: yeah. hang out and have a free water, take a there's seat. The wi- yeah, there's the wide. For yeah. the, uh, that's the Streets Have No Name set, which is just— So that smoke is
1: not film. That's all CGI. Wow. Yeah. It's and it's f- amazing. It's
0: incredible. And Let's, uh,
2: you know, oh, I'm so, just going to break let, up with Sarah.
0: So tell your version of this so we can move on to our main so topic the, today. So the
1: beautiful, uh, the book ending of the entire thing is, so we leave and we're going out through the servant's entrance at the back so we don't have to deal with the hoi polloi. So we go out through the back and Julia's been at this place a million fucking times, right? So they're staying at the Palazzo which is sort of behind the sphere over by the uh, Venetian, which is directly connected by a, by a bridge to the venue. So Matt, and I, this is how well I know Matt Farah. So they, so Julia's like, all right, if you guys go here and take a left and just walk all the way around, then you'll get to the bridge and you'll be fine. And Matt's like, yeah, but if we go to the right, I think it's shorter. And Julia's like, mm, no, it's actually shorter to go up that way. So he's like, okay, and I can see in Matt Farah's brain, I know exactly what Matt Farah's thinking, and he walks away, and the first thing I do is I see him getting his phone, I'm like, this motherfucker is now map-questing to see which is the faster route. Yo, my directional
0: (laughs) awareness is very good. uh, Very fucking good, by the way. So
1: they they keep walking, and I can see that there's, you know, like, he's trying to, which way they're going to go. So we go about our business, we're in the van, and we're driving, Then suddenly my phone lights up, and it's the photo of Matt with this white-haired gentleman pointing at his Pearl Jam tattoo. (laughs) And I write back, is that Mike motherfucking McCready? And Hannah returns the text that says... Yeah, we're walking down, and Matt was like, I really think it's shorter to go the other way. And she said, we're going to fucking listen to Julia, and we're going to go to the left. And we turned to the left, and then Mike McCready appeared like an oh, angel no. out of heaven. <laughs> and Matt is now losing his mind. Yeah. So the whole thing was benchmarked. I yes. mean, bookended beautifully by this <laughs> Mike McCready <laughs> seating at the, be- sit- sit- at the beginning, and then actually meeting him and having him point at the tattoo. And none of that would have happened if Matthew... If I had- done his way. If I did
0: not listen to Julia, <laughs> the irony
2: because this is a if ever there was a this it's about the journey, not the destination. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's right now. Yeah, and you're right. like, I got this old Bentley, and it's it's not as fast as a new thing, but yeah. there's so many
0: things. Yeah, and yet when and yeah. then and he, he would, was very cool. He chatted with me for a few minutes. It was it and then was, tell it the thing that his daughter said. Oh, you know, I said to him like I, he was with his daughter, who was like I don't know teenager, and uh, and I said you know I've been to sixty three shows and. It, and his daughter was like, "Huh, I've been to 64." <laughs> <laughs> and uh no, he was he was very cool. He appreciated the tattoo. He said that this was the best concert he's ever seen. Yeah. And Jesus. I think he's been to a lot of concerts. Yeah. I mean, it and, is. It's the it's an absolute paradigm shift. There's no way around it. Period. Yeah. And I I said, "Do you, you know, do you think you guys could pull this one off?" And he goes, "That would be a challenge." Yeah. Cuz Pearl Jam doesn't do graphics and stuff. They have very traditional live show uh, um, and, I mean
1: well the reason you know the the, the reason that you two has the, the second act where they don't have to yeah, work yeah. to a click is so that they don't have to be locked into this dunk, dunk, yeah. dunk, 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 time code thing that is running all of the other visuals but, so wow. in closing thank you so much to Julia yeah, for repeatedly amazing. taking me back there and thank <laughs> you for allowing Matt and Hannah and Adam to come out there for a glorious weekend yeah. this last weekend and sending me the longer Mike McCready way
0: home thing. <laughs> I fucking, and you know, after Willie signed the thing with a Sharpie up there, for like a half a second, I was like, pocket the Sharpie. But then Just I did, the then I threw it back on the desk. And I saw a fucking McCready and I didn't have a Sharpie. If I had, I would have had him sign my tattoo and gone straight, straight to, to the tattoo fucking parlor. tattoo parlor. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I literally, I'm around and I, I literally, like, does anybody have a fucking <laughs> Sharpie? And nobody did. Everyone thought I was insane. <laughs> um but uh God, meet, meeting Mike McCready at the end was a that yeah, was a, that's a perfect That's a cap, yeah. It's yeah. It's a cap off. Yeah, cap
2: off. Let me tell you about the burrito I had when we were moving. Okay. Clapman <laughs> <laughs> missed <laughs> <laughs> Friday thing. evening. We got a lot of boxes <laughs> packed. Nice. Well,
1: congratulations. It was, no.
2: I, I was texting so. Christian because he was very nice to invite me. It was so funny how quickly the option was dismissed by my lady because she's right. I was like, you know, Christian, hit me up and he's like, he's got a spot for this thing. And she was like, oh, well, that'd be fun. Something something like that it was like, there's no way, you're right? There's no wiggle room at all in this. Yeah. Yeah. When I say the reprieve yeah. was not approved, yeah. Yeah. It, okay. was, uh,
0: it was a superior experience. Um uh, and yeah, Julia's Julia's a serious champ. Mm-hmm. Champ. She's a real. She's fucking the one champ. with the curly hair. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's all. Yeah, the she's the one who, so who nice works at all Christian the shows, shows to. too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Runs the show. At it this was point. ridiculous. Yep. Um, all of it. So, um, anyway, let's let's uh, let's move on to today's. We actually have a topic today. We've done an hour of radio before we get to it, but that's what happens when Christian's are here. A lot to talk about about this sphere. This so uh, today it's GT cars, since we have just done a Grand Tour. Mm-hmm. I don't. Can you consider a Grand Tour uh, oh, an out-and-back, or does it have to be sort of a multi-stop—I uh, think that— is Vegas and back Grand Tour uh, worthy? I think
2: a vehicle that's suited for Grand
0: Touring would work for that drive. Yeah. I don't know if
2: that drive itself constitutes yeah, as one. Yeah, that's
0: just a long drive. I think that's just a long drive. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but it's the one we've got. It's a very frequent... <laughs> right. I got to I gotta do that drive three times in six weeks. And it, for, is
1: a, it is a test of a vehicle because not only is it the drive, it's what it feels like to do the drive because that yeah, road sucks. That and road if you're sucks. in a shitty car, that's going to only make the journey worse yeah
0: and vegas is supposed to be glamorous at least (laughs) in theory in theory and uh and so you you want a good car for that yep for sure so our top five gt cars of all time any period any car there's an open uh open season you want to start it off, or what? Do you well,
1: have a list? Yeah, I have my list from TeamBPH.com. So this is someone else's that, list. That this, this person doesn't know what they're talking about. That oh, okay. was why I wanted to see. All right, well this then, that, then you go. On.
0: Then you go last. Okay. Well, Zach and yep. I will go first, and you go last. For me, uh, and this is in not not in order. No um, order. Not, it's not in order. Okay. I, I, I it's in the order that I thought of them in. Um, the number one I thought of: 1959 to 62 Bentley Continental S2 uh, two door coupe 200 horsepower v8 uh 1959 bentley continental s2 and add coupe to uh to that uh this is Ooh, yeah there you go the, yeah. the silver one on the left uh that'll do it or the one from hemmings there on the images that'll do it yep came in a two and a four-door the two-door <sighs> is really the one that i'm talking about no,
1: the two doors yeah
0: That's v8 it. uh v8 power 200 horsepower, but that was a decent amount for 59. Four-speed automatic gearbox. You'll note that that's one more gear that my 1991 Bentley has. Oh, speaking of which, sidebar on the gearbox, a lot of people sent me the gear vendors overdrive system that can be attached to my three-speed automatic gearbox because it's a GM thing. I appreciate the thought, but the parts, the labor, you'd have to make a drive shaft— You'd be engineering this whole thing. You're probably $6,000 in. And for what? To get three miles per gallon better on the highway? The juice is not worth the squeeze. The juice is not worth the squeeze. Not to mention, it doesn't turn a three-speed into a true four-speed. You have to manually engage that overdrive, right. which is like a pro-touring muscle car experience, yep. not a Bentleying experience. So thank you for your thoughts, but pff, no. But, uh, but Donnie no. does have a guy. <laughs> if you really want to do it, you have to put in a transmission from a later Bentley. Also, not worth unnecessary. So anyway, <clears throat> Bentley Continental S Two, uh, the drophead coupe. Actually, mm. this is not a drophead. There's one that the, the, what they call the drophead. What that actually means is the grill is actually lower. So it's got a, a slightly more aerodynamic grill, which is not the one that we are showing. Uh, the oh, green one, the one on the left. Uh, that one has the drophead grill. See how it's a little, oh, yeah. a little lower, a little more aerodynamic? It's not it's it's a not subtle. It's a subtle thing, but I like that. Um, these cars 10 years ago were worth like 80 grand. They're now worth half a million bucks. Wow. Uh, they only made 125 of the drop heads, alloy body, um, very fucking hot. And uh, I would love to take a long drive in that. Yeah, no notes.
2: Zach, what do you got? <laughs> uh, I love that term. <laughs> I know it's very popular. So I'm going to go, speaking of dropheads.
0: Ah, oh, yes.
2: Now, it is very rare that I like a convertible over a coupe. Very rare. But yeah. the Phantom... Phantom drophead. Hard yeah. top yeah. is a four-door. So Phantom drophead, V12, 400-ish, 35 horsepower. Yes. I mean, what cruises better like, we drove one of these to Mojave, I think, for a mm-hmm. shoot back in the day for car show, and I understood what yachting meant. Like, and I've never oh, yachted, yeah. yes. but I remember accelerating from, like, 60 to 120, and it just sits back, and it's
0: silent, and it's quiet even though it's a soft top. And I went, oh,
2: <clears throat> I get it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I've actually got the Rolls Phantom Coop on my list. You've got the drop head, which is the convertible. You know, cuz if I'm doing a really long yeah. tour, I may want to put the top down to
2: smell the smells or I'm see the things you. or have a little sun. I'm with yeah. you, sure. but
0: the coupe is even more elegant. It is a two-door car that is as long as a suburban. Uh, wow. It, it the fan and not, not this is this is technically called a, this is called a phantom drop head. the phantom <laughs> coupe, two-door coupe. Love it. Very rare. That's on my list too.
1: Zach, what else you got? And I will say the suicide doors are just exceptional. Well,
0: suicide door coupe. <sighs> Fuck. Murder. That's yes. the way to do it. It's yes, just sir. so yeah. pimp. Yeah. Yes,
1: um, well, hold on. Uh, let me yeah. just give you a, a – I went to teambhp.com's uh, website and asked what they considered the best uh, GTs. The definition of uh, Grand Tour Italian Gran Turismo is a performance and luxury automobile capable of high-speed and spirited long-distance driving. The most common format is two-door coupe with either two-seat or two-plus-two arrangement. Their first list, the yeah. first on the list, is the 1962 Ferrari 250 GTO, which immediately was met with a resounding WTF horse other- <laughs> it's, it's a race. That's a race <laughs> car. That is a, race car. It is, that is a preposterous choice to make yeah. because the racket alone would yes. stop you from wanting to go long distances. I yeah. omitted a corvette for example cuz it's a sports car
0: right, yeah, right. right that is a race yeah. car if you if the top of the list was the ferrari uh 250 gt which is the street version sure. of that i could hear that argument for yep. sure but the this gto is, yep. full has on no sound insulation whatsoever no climate control it is. Uh, it is not. It's amazing car, right? Not. Not, not, what not I'm even doing. close. Yeah, so yeah.
1: BHP's first choice gets no. the gas phase. Okay. What about their second choice? The second choice is a 1961 Jaguar
0: E Type sports car. I think more yeah. than GT car. I would have said the same. Uh, although, if you got the if you got the um, the coupe, a little better. Okay. A little more refined, uh, less wind noise. You could probably sustain higher speeds better it's not totally out of the question but and it is front engine rear drive it's yep. long and narrow very pretty very pretty it made our list of best british roadsters but it wouldn't make my top choice of uh, of gt car well there you go zach what do you have uh for your next
2: um i mean you've heard this before ferrari 550 marinello uh-huh manual and the reason i didn't choose uh the 575 is because I think those are too rare and too expensive, and that curtails driving at sometimes times. We go, ooh, I don't want to drive it too far. Good it's point. fragile. This looks expensive. It has the same shape. It's softer. The suspension is softer than the 575, which actually would ride better over long distances. I feel
0: so. you, but I did put the 575 on my list. 575 manual. Uh, essentially the same car. Yep. Variants of the same car. Uh, no disagreements. Classic. Looks great on the road. Comfortable to drive, mm-hmm. sounds good, holds your shit, very dependable. Yeah, uh, car by Ferrari standards. Okay, now we get into the weird one. How about a nineteen eighty eight Aston Martin V eight Vantage X Pack? Do you know what that Oof, is? No,
1: I can't the, wait to see what the, the V eight Vantage
0: X Pack. This is sort of the end <clears throat> of this era of Aston Martin uh, Vantages that started in nineteen seventy three. The x-pack is a special power kit that Aston was doing it was higher compression more aggressive cams, and they took off the fuel injection, and they went with Weber carburetors. 432 horsepower. Oh, good Lord, yes. I mean... It's it, exceptional. Exceptional. It's exceptional. Right? Exceptional. It's one of my
1: favorite designs of a yeah. car ever, ever. I agree. Yep.
0: Five-speed manual gearbox, the wheel choice, the the front air dam, yep. the fog lights the in fog the The fog lights
1: are just... Perfect, perfect.
0: I mean, you, you 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 get in one of these. I mean, look, you, can we go to that profile uh, yeah, shot, please, side Zach? Profile. I mean, that side profile. This is a car that you get in in London and you drive straight to Monaco. Right. That's what. That's what that shit is, right? Uh,
1: now. Is there a specific designer that did this, or is that just the? Uh, I don't know who did the uh, I,
0: I do I mean, not know who, did, who designed the aesthetic, but but I think that is the best of the Vantage range, yep. which makes it the best uh aston martin gt car of all time what are those going for roughly do you know fucking x-pack yeah 350 well, see, 400 grand. that uh, did this sell when was this estimate 270 to 340 mm. yeah i don't know what it act- is this a current one is this is this a current uh, sale? Lot, the bond. Uh, oh, uh, this, 2018. this is December twenty eighteen. So it probably more. Actually, sell, sell it, So what it's probably more from it? no. probably more. And, now. and that's pounds. Yeah. By the way, that's that is pounds. Po- yeah, that's so pounds. It's even more in yeah. U.S. Sterling. X packs are very rare. Uh, they only did a couple of hundred X packs, um, and even if you don't get the X pack, it's still you can still get eighty percent of the way there. But this is a this is a list of ultimates. Yeah. And so for me, that is fu- these cars were. Dirt cheap for a long time. Were they really? This car would have been a hundred
2: grand for about ten years. Wow. Here's one. This was 2019. It didn't sell for 300 in uh, RM. Yeah. And wow, that was 2019. Is it the red one? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Pull up the red one. It looks hot in red. Black is black is very appropriate, but the red. Nice. Oh, that's that fucking murder. murder. Nice.
1: Is that, that an actual vent on the side? Is that venting, or is that just yeah, a, real, oh, yeah, it's a real real great vent. functional vent? This yeah, it's like a ram air kind of situation. Yeah, it's a real,
0: real vent. That's that's exceptional. And I love right the there. back
1: wing that's like going back to the old DBs. Yeah, for
0: me, gray blue
1: yeah, would course. be where it's at. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm sure the racing green probably looked pretty oh, snazz, of, uh, of course, British you racing
0: know? green is absolutely where it's yeah. at. Okay. Hot. Great choice. What is uh, is 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 (laughs) is (laughs) BHP.com (laughs) coming? My website
1: choice. Have on the V8 Vantage X Pack. Their third choice is the 1967 Maserati
0: Ghibli. It's a nice car. Yeah, it is a nice car. Never driven one, but it's pretty. Yeah, it's very pretty. Yeah. It really is. Doesn't really do it for me. I know a guy who's got one. He seems to like it. Which year? You know him, Mike. Uh,
1: recording, oh, Mike has... recording studio. Yeah, Mike. yeah he's, he's got, got oh, one. Of course he does. He's that's, got. One. That's right in his wheelhouse of yeah. weird cars. <laughs> to own. because that's his. 1970s that's his vibe. weird shit is what he buys. <laughs> Specializes yeah. in. This yeah. is the '67 Maserati Ghibli that yeah. uh,
0: they went for. Two different engines. There was a 4.7 and a 4.9. The 4.9 is massively more valuable than the 4.7. Probably double. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it uh, says
1: it was uh, conceptualized to commemorate Maserati's 41st anniversary and named after a North African storm.
0: Mm. So yeah. there you go. I mean, right. very pretty car. Very, very pretty, pretty car. car. Yeah, very a lot, good. lot of uh, Ferrari Daytona in there. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely.
1: So yeah. much Ferrari Daytona.
0: Yeah. But uh, By the way, this came out before the Ferrari say. Daytona. Oh, did it really? Yeah. Who designed this? You know? Daytona was 71. I believe Penned by the immortal Guigiaro Yeah oh. Jajaro Did he do the Daytona also? Jajaro did yeah. not do the Daytona That was Pininfarina
2: so, oh. Yeah Someone nearby Saw a drawing He completed <laughs> yeah, just, this iconic
1: design In three months yeah. According to this
0: The the This was first This was before the Daytona Beautiful
2: yeah. Damn
0: Yeah Very very Alright
2: yeah. I'm, I'm with them so on that So you sign one. off on that one? Okay. Yep Yep Alright Zach Uh 2015 Audi RS5 4.2. No, oh, that's an Ooh. interesting choice. Yeah. <laughs> I think all-wheel drive is helpful.
0: I think well, it's a nice car, don't get me wrong. It's an interesting
2: choice. I think it's bold. I, I think the problem with these is they were always compared against M3s and other things like that, mm-hmm. and they were really a GT car. They were not good sports cars. They were too heavy in the front, they weren't fast enough, they weren't exciting enough to drive. But when you drove one home from a shoot, you're like, yeah. ooh, this is good. it a go nice drive, car to take on a road trip. Be a great car for a road trip. Yep. And it's a little stealthy, but when you sit in, like, the seats are great, the dash yeah. is great, and you could get these with, a, I think, a manual with a 4.2. One of the you, best sounding engines ooh, ever.
0: I don't know if you could get okay. the RS5 with a manual. The S5 definitely could get with a manual. Could you get the RS5 <laughs> with a manual? Du, du, du. Early ones? The press car was not a manual. I remember that. Oh, no. A lot, of, a lot of sites say swap available. Oh, uh, yeah. Could you get it with manual? Cars
2: and Bits has one. Really? With a manual. That would be nice. It says with a manual. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. You could get manual. it with manual. Yeah.
0: The, uh, the very first, quote, one take I ever did was the Audi RS5 oh, on at the that. press launch. Yep. The reason I did it like that was because they gave me one hour with the car. And that's all I had. Well,
1: they, that's so just I the one take. Did what I had. Yeah, that's exactly the thing that we did. Yeah.
0: Hits the criteria right yeah. on the numbers. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, my my fifth and final uh, car, oh, I forgot. the current Bentley V8S. mm uh, the, the, the Bentley Continental GT, V8S. I, I, I did not choose the, the speed, the W12 speed, because I think that in all of the ways that matter, the V8S is actually just as good, and it's uh, a little more fuel efficient. I actually think it sounds a little better. It's a little lighter on its feet, but all the other things are exactly the same. And um, if it, I have been, I have taken a Bentley GT V8S on a road trip, <sighs> and there is... Nothing better. I, I
2: had that on my list as well. That is extraordinary. It is extraordinary. an exceptional vehicle. Yeah,
0: yeah. In fact, uh, for the Smoky Six Hundred that I'm doing in uh, in May with Road and Track, you can sign up at experiences.roadandtrack.com. Mm-hmm. I will be driving a Bentley V8 S again, even though I already drove one on one of these events. Mm-hmm. I went out of my way to get another one. It's it's that, broke. that good. But it broke. The breadth of that car's abilities, like
2: when we took it to the canyons. Yeah. I had a what the fuck
0: moment. Yeah. I mean, we oh yeah, we took. Stuff. I took, I took that, that through the
1: canyons. When, you did. With, that, that was the 12. With that the, was the 12. When we were following all of the uh, Boxsters. Yeah, all the spiders. Which was awesome. Sir, yeah. In the background, like, what the, yeah. Yeah, no, that's that? Yeah, that car should car. not
0: be as good at handling and yeah. going fast as it is, considering the weight. The V8S is even more agile and turns in better because it has a lighter engine up front um, and it's. I took the V8S to Sonoma Raceway and I ran 50 laps with it at Sonoma Raceway and absolutely shocked people with the performance on wow. on a track. Yeah, I did it I did it for the Route Divine last year and I was giving ride alongs people and they were like <laughs> what the fuck is this car? It's crazy. Um,
2: yeah, is that on your list as well, Zach? It was. Uh so, right, so I have a different fifth then. Oops, wrong button. Uh, okay,
1: there. The, the fourth from these guys is the. This is going to polarize the room. Uh, the
0: 1963 Porsche 911. I understand that. Yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, as a e- GT, a 911 can be a lot of things. Okay, I, I wouldn't choose a first year 911. Sure. I probably would want something a little later than that but like yeah if you want to go on a road trip in an old car a 911 is a great choice it's comfortable it's refined they're very reliable yeah. they hold a bunch of stuff i i i could see how that would mm-hmm. that would be fine right yeah i i wanted to add the targa the one we all drove on oh, yeah, 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 yeah. the same day yeah. but i went it's a
2: sports car but oh is it a great yeah, no, I think a, I, I, that would
0: be I, a great that would be a great i wouldn't car. put up a fight yeah I wouldn't. No, nah. You, you can put almost any 911 right. in there, and I wouldn't put up a fight. I, I, I get it. There's a reason that so many people on these road and track events that I do, 50% of all the cars that come are Nine 911s. 11s. I mean, and it's because for all these reasons. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, there, and sometimes it's a Carrera convertible. Sometimes it's a Targa. Sometimes it's a GT3. Sometimes it's a Turbo S. Like, and they all have fun. Like, so I, I get it. makes total sense. Zach, what is your what is final? Your final? On, I'll
2: go a little more vintage.
0: Oh, look at that! Six thirty-five CSI. Yep,
2: it is Mold. one of the prettiest things. Yeah, gorgeous. But tall greenhouse. Visibility is amazing. Inline six. It's yep. going to be smooth and quiet. Uh, I'd go Euro bumpers, of course. One hundred and eighty-two horsepower. Not a ton, not but much. once you're up to speed, who cares? What about That's the right. Alpina Turbo version? I wanted to use that, but we use that on our <laughs> German did. tuners or our uh, European tuners. show, yeah, and yeah. I thought I shouldn't be redundant. But, yeah, but yeah, put a turbo on it, and you're in business. Alpina. But,
0: Alpina B7 2.0 or 3.5 turbo uh, would be my choice. I mean, for is there that.
1: anything more perfect than those wheels?
0: Those uh, wheels the Alpina wheels. The, the, Alpina, the Alpina
2: wheels. wheels. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I'm not usually an Alpina wheel fan, but the ones I've on I've seen on, on the these 80s cars, cars are Ooh, that works?
0: because they're no hot. they're not too big. They're not. You know, when you, you right. gotta, then, gotta leave a little meat on the rubber. Yeah, the newer ones are yeah. just a little more racy profile. Zuckerman got himself, as he does, a, a mint, mint, mint Euro spec version of the his is an M six and it's awesome. It's got some real special some I don't know where I don't know why where it has this. I've never seen it before. Some special order Buffalo hide fucking mm, leather course, or something that's, course. like, untreated in, like, natural oh, hides. Wow. It looks almost oh, like the Ford, man. like, King Ranch leather. Uh, it's unbelievable. Look, you're not—I re- I'm, I'm, wasn't ready for this picture with how
2: good this car looks. This is 85 M. Oh! 85 M6 <laughs> with wow. Alpina wheels. Some later
0: Alpina wheels. Yeah, but yeah, they work. They do. They work. God, that front yeah. end. Maybe an inch smaller, actually, but— uh, I would go downsize one inch on yeah, that, I but too. I'll still— I don't hate it. Yeah. It looks I, good. I like the spoke. That
1: front end is so good. Shark nose, man. That's, what, so that's what
0: BMW is attempting to do with the current M3 and failing, failing miserably. badly at yeah. it. Yeah. Wait till you see the, uh, the video that we made with this <laughs> car. It's good. It's good. We did there's, a good a, one.
1: there's a. It's pretty funny. <laughs> all right, BHP's final choice final one, is yeah. the 1967 Toyota 2000 GT. Ooh,
0: no, hard, hard fucking no. <laughs> 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 Probably not. I mean, and I'll tell you why. Please, as you, you should. You ever see one of these in person? No. Oh no, I have. Yes, yeah. See, I see love how, it. see how there's all these photos of it on this on this thing. Make sure everyone can see the screens. Actually. Yeah, they got it. <laughs> all these photos of it. What is absent? People. Anything else other than the car. <laughs> size comparison. That car- Is tiny? Looks like it's the size of a fucking Daytona. And it's tiny. It's the size of a Suzuki Cappuccino. Is it really? It's. I mean, it's a little longer than that, but it's basically Miata size. They're fucking tiny. If you're over 5'4", fucking yep. forget <laughs> it, bud. Remember they used one as a bond car once? Oh, yeah. And what did they do to it? Took the top off. They cut. They cut it into a convertible. Yeah, yeah. Because nobody can fit in the goddamn thing. Yeah, it's
2: like Doctor No or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It It is nine inches longer than an
0: NA Miata. Yeah.
1: Wow. A Miata Miata. plus
0: this. It's it's a tiny little car for tiny little people, and fucking no GT car can be that small. Absolutely not. Look, none of none of these photos. (laughs) Look at it there compared to the Porsche 904. Look at that that one. Next to a 90 oh, uh, it's a dino. I'm sorry, in the small screen, Dino's. Dinos small. are tiny. Yeah, Where's and one? that is it next to a dino.
1: Yeah, you're right. There's not one photo with a person. Look at, it, that it, you look at the one on the it. drive
0: in the middle there on the racetrack. Look at the size of the fucking helmet.
1: Helmet. Yeah, no, it's huge. The <laughs>
0: helmet <laughs> <laughs> helmet <amazing>. for scale. <laughs> the top to bottom, you oh, can't yeah, see ridiculous. the helmet in the windshield. No. It's so. <laughs>
2: God, that's it's that's my that favorite. <laughs> helmet for scale. <laughs> you cannot. See oh my God, it. that's great car ever. The helmet is half the height of the entire <laughs> yeah. vehicle. He's he's hitting his head on
0: the roof. Yeah, yeah the definitely. roof line has been. And adjusted. I'm not a saying dirty hey, bubble cool develops. Or a or collectible. GT? Absolutely not. So they they, they got it right. Br- that's Brad Williams' GT
1: car. So, <laughs> <laughs> so they got one out of five, which yeah. was the, uh, well, no, the Porsche you give it to and the five. They want to make
0: my list, but the, uh, there are other choices I hate.
1: So if you guys had to do one out of your selection, which one are you going for? Where
2: are we going? For the GT. Yeah, no, like... but where? Where are we going Um
0: it... but We're going to go up north. We're going from Los Angeles to yeah. Monterey yeah. for car week? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, Ferrari. No, no question. Okay. I would take the Aston oh, for that. Yeah, yeah. bold. That would yeah, be yeah. a good run. If I if, like, yeah, that's like a fifth car. That's not a second car, you know. But but still, that's what you that's, that's what you the, want the to do because I you go to Monterey, uh, Ferrari, Porsche, mainstream, a little too predictable. You at, want to show up with something that's going if to lift some eyebrows. There's going to be maybe one other V8 Vantage up there the whole week. Forget an X Pack. Right. You don't see those you don't see those on the road ever. But If you want to do two thousand miles, Oh, the Ferrari is. Bentley maybe I don't know The Ferrari or the Bentley Yeah For sure I'd go cross country To 575 but Depends that's, on the uh,
1: season
2: That Bentley GT mm. Depends on the season I think the Bentley You can go anywhere You can yeah. go to Newfoundland
0: A winter right. I, I would winter road trip That Bentley All fucking day mm-hmm. That's the They're the best They make a hell of a car uh, Alright Lee well, if you have uh, If you have uh, You could disagree with us You have other fucking You got problems with us Leave a comment let's hear your choices for top 5 GT cars uh, in the uh, in the old YouTube comments or the patreon comments whatever and speaking of patreon you in a hurry Christian you can no. go. okay no. speaking of patreon let's get to that got a bunch of questions of course if you want to ask them questions patreon.com slash the smoking tire. Podcast, get uh, get the episodes early, get them ad free. Ask us questions. Watch the live stream. Get early access to merch drops like these awesome fucking pens we had going on. Uh, we're gonna do another round of the pens. We're gonna change it up, different pen. But uh, but people really like the pens and they sold out in like What's two the, days. Uh, oh, it's good weight. It's good weight. It's a great weight. Titanium. Yeah. So we have a we did a steel one, but it was too heavy. And that bolt action thing is ooh, it's pretty good. Nice. So we're gonna do another round of the pens. Uh, David Bodenstein says, uh, after the Morgan episode last week, what's your opinion or experience with Wiesmann? Uh, I've I've never... I've seen one in person. I've never driven one. You know what those are? Nope. Sort of a German... Uh, it's not really like Morgan, but it's sort of these coach-built uh, roadsters. Oh. They're cool-looking. I mean, I, I I agree with a lot of their design choices. Yeah. It's sort of like a... A TVR with German yeah, build yeah, was quality. Uh, for a while, they were using, like, BMW. Jesus Christ, yeah. pop-up <laughs> ads. Fuck you, pop-up ads. Every time I go down. Uh, they seem really there interesting. Yeah. Um, I've seen one on the road ever. Never what's driven the, uh, one.
1: What's the engine in those?
0: So their new one is electric, which that one is, oh, okay. which I am not excited about. Right. But uh, typically, in the past, BMW V8s and V10s. All right. They, so, used the 4. 4 lot, they, they use the four point four a lot. These the four point four. They use. It looks the, uh, pretty from
2: that angle. That's, for a, sure. that's a great one. Yeah, that is in their historic models yeah. category. So, I think that one yeah.
0: might have been the V eight, but they, that one's
2: called the uh, M five. Does it have
0: the? Does it go down on, on the page? Does it say what it is? Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm not. That one. That one looks great. That one, uh, one five hundred fifty five horsepower twin turbo Ooh, engine. That's a lot. Uh, I don't know what t- it's twin turbo, but that's that seems pretty gnarly. That is yeah. insane. They look cool. Yeah. I'd love to drive one. Maybe I'll have to find a way. I don't know where in Germany they're built, but uh, let's see. Ivan says, should automakers take nameplates and try to perfect it, or keep changing it in the search of perfection? Example: the 911 mm-hmm. versus the AMG and M. Wait, change basically the like they're saying the like name? the 911 formula you know versus where the M3 or the AMG where it's a completely new from scratch car every year with the same badge on it. Yeah. Right. I mean obviously the inline or the inline the the flat 6 engine is what makes those 911s unique. The rear engine is so Porsche has already done this for so long they have to
2: but that's also but AMG is a tuning shop or a tuning Class of cars from Mercedes. 911 right. is an individual model. That's but, that's know, a good M point. Is M? Well, there's been one, two, yeah. three, four, five, six, eight,
0: right? There's been an M. Yeah, I mean one there's eight. They emify all the right. all of the cars. So so that's a good that's a very good point. And let's not forget that for, that a couple of times Porsche was about to kill the 911. For other cars and then changed course. Remember, the 928 was supposed to replace the 911, and then the people were not about that life, and so it didn't. And so, um, I mean, I happen to—I mean, uh, I I think there's arguments for both. If you were to say instead of— M, you'd say the M3, which went from naturally aspirated six-cylinder engines to V8 to turbocharged six-cylinder engines. There's being, you know, sort of more variety there. And Mm -hmm. but um, the engine configuration of the 911 is so unique and puts has obvious advantages. That they should keep sticking with that.
2: And apparently, I mean, the engine design of flat six, whether it's turbocharged or NA, has proven to be a really potent thing that they can turn up to 500 horsepower. I don't think you could have turned an inline six to 500 horsepower without adding turbos, without the thing exploding. Yeah. So that's also a great advantage they have.
0: Yeah. Uh, For Christian, how much more complicated is it to build the sound system for the sphere versus a big stadium stage? Uh, Night and day. I mean, you know, for
1: a big stadium stage, you're just basically still dealing with your bog standard left and right, and you just need solid bass. You know, <clears throat> Peter Gabriel paid to have the Turbo Sound system created, which was the first time that they were using uh, servos instead of speaker cones in the same way. The sphere is crazy because each of the 162,000 speakers has a subwoofer built into it, mm. so the whole. I didn't you know didn't want it I wanted to talk to Joe about it but didn't get to I would be the question I want is how much more fucking crazy is it to mix on a system with 163,000 speakers where mm. you can as I pointed out to Matt like he can he's flying things into different areas around the room like the strings in Beautiful Day and all that are yeah. hanging over your head so I mean there's so much more freedom from that but I would imagine that it's a, a
0: bit of a nightmare but there must be a software interface that makes that easier. Yeah, you're steering it like you yeah. would steer in a
1: in a, a surround sound system in your house, where yeah. it's steering it to different places. Yeah, but there's you can probably make a touch choices. screen
0: where you can target stuff and this. Yeah, software. when I was there, they were like.
1: Six mixing desks,
0: Right. <laughs> which is something I've never seen
1: before. You know, yeah. like it's it's usually like one with another proco wow. and then another guy backup, but like also redundancy. Yeah. When you get that.
2: hired, you're like each of you are managing twenty five thousand speakers individually. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then, uh, but
1: meeting this morning to coordinate. Jeez. So that would be my answer. Way we easier saw to do the it.
0: map. There's a there's a map that they have of the screen, which is divided into twenty four sections or thirty six sections, and part of julia's job is to watch the screen and if anything is off like radio in like what's off and she like knows what every section is but they're not like marked like wow. you have to be able to look at this screen yep. and like know that that's like c12 but like without knowing where the borders of c12 are wow it's pretty crazy
1: and each of the component pieces of the screen are different sizes so they have yeah, to have yeah. their, their replacements they can't have like 24 replacements they have to have replacements for all of them because they're all different i mean imagine dynamics. looking at a
0: map of the u.s right but there's no lines defining the states and and a real red light goes on somewhere on the map without mm-hmm. any lines and you have to tell them what state that's ohio, that's ohio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's nuts yeah it's yeah. impressive yeah uh mm-hmm. do you have a picture of what justin oh, gerard is talking about Justin Gerard said he saw the worst spec boxster he's ever seen and wants our thoughts on it. Let's uh, let's see what this photo is. Uh, it's green. Is that green? Yeah. Right? It is. That's uh, Kermit green. It's Kermit green. And but what it makes also, it, it worse? Well, it has
2: a burgundy top. top. Burgundy top. Oh, is, oh, and oh that's gold right.
0: wheels. <laughs> Could you not see all I, those colors? I mean, it's hard for me to see it on, <laughs> on this screen. I
1: it, will tell you, it is
0: horrendous. It's not good. The burgundy top is... Something that doesn't really look good on almost. Mo- almost any car. Maybe if it was silver, yeah. If the car was silver, you could do yeah, it. Or in white, maybe. Um, uh,
1: yeah, with gold rims, gold wheels, green and burgundy. Yeah, it's
2: it's not great. <sighs> it's mostly the green. It's it's kind of like uh, what? It not. It's a little bit more aqua than Lee Keen's. Um, yeah. Kermit green. Which is not so. It's not a good color to start. It's actually the same green as the icon at the top by Imager. That's yeah. Funny where it says. New so would, would
1: that be PTS Did somebody actually choose that green? Probably.
0: Yeah. Probably. It's for my wife. Uh, <laughs> go, is it, go, is it? Oh, that's just uh, that's just the photo. It's not the actual listing. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I would say it's not great, but um, I mean, I don't think it's the worst I've seen. I've seen bad, but you know what? Yeah, someone drove it forty three thousand miles. So if, they, it, had, if somebody they picked, picked this person, happy like, yeah. you know, I don't really give a shit. That's but, a tough you know, sell. Like, mm-hmm. That's a, that uh, is a tough sell though. To, to that's get a tough sell to but, you, upload that. But like you could, you could buy that pretty cheap and wrap it. Sure, you know, and yeah. and probably and if you change the color of the wheels, that would help. Like you know, there's stuff you could do. To you could probably wrap it for the same price as getting new wheels. Though if you're getting yeah, wheels yeah. at that price, you yeah. say it wrapped in a different color. If you wrap it, you know. Silver, Yeah, it's a match. There. Matt Silver with... Could, that could look kind of cool. Yeah, that, that right, goes with yeah. the burgundy. Uh, Christian says, Lucid lowered the lease price <laughs> again to six ninety nine dollars 99 for the pure. I just wrote down... I saw this question before and I wrote down book Lucid Pure. Um, Alejandro says, is the sphere worth it as a touristic attra- attraction at 100 to $200 for tickets for the demo sh- house demo show? No. Is that the movie thing? Yeah, the
1: movie. I mean, yeah, that's actually a good question. I For 100 bucks. To go and see the movie, don't go to see the movie, go to see the cool shit that happens on the enormous screen and the haptic seats and the smell. The movie itself is an absolute bag of fucking wank it's terrible and but we a,
2: checked on IMDB reviews it's not just Christian saying this the <laughs> average is like 2.5 out of 10 Yeah, yeah it's, and bad. it's
1: Aronofsky who is brilliant like I love Aronofsky's films but it's absolutely and you saw the movie yeah I went to see the movie what is
2: what is the, what
1: is the movie the, so the basically the conceit of the movie is uh, a bunch of so they they also designed that camera specifically for oh the...
0: yeah go back to the Instagram Zach the, we, we punched over this but this is really cool go back to the like the middle of the photos right, this sure. that that so that's called the Blue Sky Camera, and it's a camera designed just to film the sphere. So MSG paid for the development of
1: the millions of dollars to develop this thing to shoot in 16K.
0: And by the way, the, where this is before the show, where it looks like you're just seeing bare sphere, that's fake. That's, yeah, on, that's right. the screen. The screen is showing that. Yeah, so that's what—that's
1: additionally what blows people's minds. And then there's like a, there's three jokes inside it where the so this goes up to what appears to be a hole to the skylight, it's and fake, at, at, which is fake. And at some point, a fake helicopter flies over, and then there's a there's a flashing work light in the sphere that's actually a gig. It's a joke. It's that's not. Funny. That's so great. It's, and then there's a pigeon that flies through that looks like it's really flying through. Awesome. So that is. That's what happens is people walk in and they see this bare concrete and they're like, what do they project the images on there? And then the first the first gag is the band starts to play and it all crumbles and dust falls and the whole thing. So this camera is 16K specifically to shoot Aronofsky's film, which is it's a loose fucking terrible storyline to justify showing a bunch of amazing footage of the planet. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, we destroy the planet. We fly to Mars we go around the the, the universe, uh, putting human beings everywhere. Garbage is like a fucking Adam and Eve subtext, which is shit. But then the 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 thing that made me and my best friend sort of look at one of my best friends, just look at each other and be like, "What was that?" A certain select few get to return back to Earth to climb mountains and go on hikes and to experience it like a nature preserve. So wait, is
0: there a plot? There's a plot to yeah, this?
1: Okay. But it's not. Okay. But there is. It's like a, if we gave a fifth grader yeah. a plot, and you, know, Aronofsky's a fucking but genius. should they
0: just do fucking underwater movies yeah. with Sting soundtracks and just have it be it's, that? That's all it should have been, yeah, is yeah. it should have been the original Ima- yeah, IMAX concept.
1: yeah. yeah. When Just you went that. and you saw Michael Jordan bouncing yeah, the ball yeah. and he was like six stories tall. Yeah. That's, all, that's what I thought we were walking into. Instead, it's literally this garbage science fiction movie oh, that the sci-fi yeah. channel would have been like, fuck, come on, man. Yeah, we can't all right. do this. All right. so it's, but I would pay 100 bucks to see the sphere in that way because the fidelity of the images is actually greater than the fidelity of the U2 images. Okay. So. Yeah. I would I would do it.
0: Uh, Isaiah says recently rented a seven one eight Boxster T on Turo ninety k MSRP. What is the closest experience to that car for under fifty k? I mean, what's whatever the nicest whatever the nicest Boxster is that fifty k will get you. Yep, um, pretty much. Boom. Uh, crystal Barth Ball thoughts are a used Rivian R two that's not even out yet. I've no
2: idea. Yeah, that's the new smaller one, right?
0: Yeah, I don't I don't even know. I don't even know what that looks like <laughs> I've never even seen it. No idea. That's... Scratch that one off. That one don't count. Um, tough old, graduated college, planning on getting an M2 or used M3, now leaning towards an F-type S, V6 or V8, I'm not sure. Uh, this would be my daily. I have a first gen Grand Cherokee for other truck needs. Uh, concern is reliability. Um, I haven't heard a lot of horror stories about these Jags. I mean, my mom's got one. She loves it. I'm sure they have needs because they're going to be used European cars. But, like, I've not heard bad things about these Jaguars. I think F-types are well made and the engines are pretty good. Um, I actually like the V6S better than the V8s. hmm um, you find a manual, that would be really nice. The supercharged V eight is too much.
2: It's a lot. It's too much. Yeah, and then when they changed lot. it to all wheel drive, that was kind of a weird all drive system. So.
0: Yeah, I, I, I like them, and uh, just watched the new uh, the newest Grand Tour video, I watched it. Uh, which is. Sand's job yeah don't it's... spoil it for
2: me i do want to watch it so don't well tell me let the me end. just
0: say that uh jeremy clarkson turns an f-type into a safari car and That's very very it. much enjoys it that would be fun that would be fun yeah 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 I, I think it'd be great so uh tim says for someone just getting into watches how do you rate a tag Heu- hoyer carrera as an everyday watch lovely watch no notes great everyday watch um just i wouldn't i wouldn't take one like scuba diving the water resistance isn't isn't really there, but that's fine for everything What's else. What's the resistance on this notice? 200 meters. Can die, can scuba dive in it. Will. Uh, Jake Gerbino, have we driven the AMG A35? I never have. I asked for a press car multiple times, never drove one. 45 was it. Um, I'm sorry, we've not driven one. Uh, Pugs and Porsches, did you get paint protection for a Strawberry Shortcake? Yes, it has full paint protection film. With ammo reflex coating on the film. So Boom. We, have, we do have that. I, put, I do paint protection film on all my modern cars. I did ammo reflex on the Bentley and the Ferrari uh, and the Lamborghini without the film because you don't want to put film on old cars. Uh, the Ineos hey, Grenadier. We saw multiple, uh, saw car, multiple car carriers going from L.A. to Vegas with Ineos Grenadiers on them. I saw one on the road the other yeah. day. I was surprised. I mean, We're I, driving it soon, aren't we? I'm trying to get one. They said that as soon as they have one in L.A., they would get us one. Right. Uh, I saw a guy at Good Vibes that had one and bought it and was very happy with it. I read Andrew Frankel's mm-hmm. two reviews for the intercooler. He was a little mixed on it. Uh, he liked some things and didn't like other things, and I do trust what Andrew Frankel has to say. Yeah. he likes His second review was about a bunch of the revisions they
2: did, and they had yeah. gotten a lot better but yeah. still aren't perfect.
0: Um, I mean, I think that people want— trucky SUVs. I think that's yeah. a, that's a growing demand of people who do not want uh, a an aerodynamic egg. Mm-hmm. They want a, a more traditional looking SUV. The success of the Bronco, the G-Wagon, all of that uh and this is I mean it's it it looks like a Defender until you put one next to a Defender, it looks different. I think the interior is really neat. It's got all these aircraft style toggles and like big buttons that you could hit with gloves on and um I think it looks cool. Uh, Do you I, think Land Rover fucked up with this
1: redesign? The, no, the, the current Defender, yeah, it's no, so I think well. it's great. It's selling they're, really selling, well. they're selling it's a ton like of them, and they're lovely to drive. Yeah.
0: Right. Um, but I, but yeah, I think you're right about the trucky trucks. People want trucky trucks. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, I have absolutely no idea about Tortelli's question about mid-level 5-series BMWs. I'm sorry. I just don't know. Uh, Chappy, just appreciated you through COVID. Wants uh, to say hi? Thanks, man. I appreciate uh, that. Devin Ward, Across. this is a weird thing to say, or to, to read. Devin uh, bought a 93 Subaru WRX Type RA and I'm in the middle of a restoration. Whoa. In the middle of a true barn find hauled it out of a collapsed barn. Will 90s-era vehicles be the last of the barn find generation? Certainly not. Certainly not. No cars will always Always be be left in places (laughs) and and be able to found later. Um, I mean, what what gems might we be expect to be? The thing about a barn find is it's like it's often unpredictable. It's just it's random shit. That's the nature of the beast. Yeah, it's and it's well, it may be less prevalent as we get 20 years because what cars get stuck in barns when people become too old or like sick or whatever to drive them. And as cars get easier and easier to drive, you know, like without manual transmissions, without manual, manual steering and stuff, it's it's the the set of conditions that would make you unable to drive the car <laughs> shrinks. Right, but I
2: think you know. He said our '90s car is going to. I think there's plenty of cars in the 2000s that can be left in barns. Any enthusiast vehicle, like let's think or E39 M5, uh, two, S2000, shit like that, that will could end up in a barn because it's still an enthusiast mm-hmm. car that could be forgotten about for a while. Yeah, I think once we get into the 2020s, you know, everything's kind of an appliance. Yeah, an electric. Yeah. Yeah, barn finds are going to be
1: also like getting them up and running will be harder, right? Sure, With all when the computers, it's computers and fucking screens and all that bullshit. Yeah. You know, it's like we, you're going to need like a nerdy Donnie who can like code in a in, yeah. a, code, yeah. in a in an airplane sure. out in the desert. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I,
0: yeah, I mean the days of like you pull this thing out of a barn, you spray some starter fluid yeah, yeah. in there, hook up a new battery, and it <laughs> starts.
2: <laughs> Gone. Like,
0: that will not happen. Yeah.
2: I think yeah. a lot more cars will have the experience that mclaren f1s have where you need that special computer yeah so there's th- that's what's going to be happening with right. i think they've learned cars. from
0: that where maybe you don't need the actual computer but just a software program with more a regular interface that early 90s shit where you need the physical yeah. compact right. laptop like that CPU is hard coded for this thing yeah and, you know i think i feel like for most modern cars like a PC with a variety of dongles and shit will be able to
2: do it. That's true. I think you'll need that because one of the big things with the right to work uh, – or was it right to rent right laws? Right to repair. Right to repair laws is the shops, you know, are they going to keep these computers that can fix something that's yeah. 10 years old or 20 years old? Yeah. And, if, and if they're indie shops, like part of, the, part of the OEMs were making it more difficult for independent shops to get the software or the computing power to plug in and fix a new car. So, I think the prevalence of those computers will kind of determine how these bind right. how these barn finds go yeah right,
0: yeah uh and cars are are getting a little more disposable, you know just what they're made of um you know, so you' it's, when a car's just made of metal and wood and leather, it will last longer in a in a barn than something sure. that's made of right wires and computers and stuff like that the elements may be a little kinder to that stuff and you can you can actually the key to a barn find is that you can repair shit and not just replace it right so Mm -hmm. you know we'll see uh last one chris says uh when i got the focus rs i think well your memory of this incident is not actually accurate i got a focus rs i immediately hated it (laughs) It's what happens. The a lesson I learned. Don't ever buy another car again without driving it first. Ah. I didn't go on the press launch, but I, I loved my Fiesta ST. And everyone who I knew who was at Ford said, wait till you try the Focus RS. It's even better. They were lying or just wrong. It was not better. It was worse. Um, I tried to get out of it, and I tried to trade it for a diesel F-Pace. Uh, He says, I I know your thoughts about the RS. Do you ever wish I would have got the experience of the F-Pace because it feels like it kind of came and went? It went because I couldn't get out of the lease. So really don't get a car you've never driven really don't lease a car you've never driven because now you're stuck with it if you don't like wow, it you you leased it sight unseen yeah if I had or bought, sight undriven if I bought it <laughs> I if I bought it and hated it right, I could have dumped it I could have flipped not dumped it I could have flipped it oh because wow. I got an early one it was high demand I probably could have made five or ten grand. Could have flipped it and, and been done with it in two seconds. This is
1: very unmatched you Yeah,
0: know, lesson learned. Yeah. I, I learn lessons by fucking up, my friend. <laughs> That's how I learn. Uh, the diesel F Pace, like the thing about the F Pace was, I thought I could trade my car back to Galpin. And I really liked the F Pace when I went on the launch. It's a lovely thing, actually. They drive really good. And they had one, and for a moment, it seemed like if I, I could trade the RS back to them and they could buy out the lease and then sell it as a used car and get me into this F-Pace. But when that didn't happen, like, I forget why, but, like, Ford Credit, like, wouldn't allow that to happen. And so I just, like, well, all right. So I am stuck with this thing.
1: How long were you stuck with? Three years? Two years.
0: Oh, two years. Eventually, someone wanted it enough to buy out my lease and I sold it to them. But, like... I don't, I don't like necessarily wish I had the 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 diesel F Pace experience because I ended up making content out of the Focus RS and it's whatever, and like I've driven F Paces, like I know what they are. Like I don't think a long term experience would have necessarily been uh, a worthwhile bit of content. So it just kind of it just is what it is. I uh, I, I moved on from it, but I F Paces are still nice. So um, thank you, patrons. Uh, Zach, is there anything else that I would have missed? No, that's it. That was the end. All right, thanks for joining us, Christian.
1: Thank you. Uh, keep uh, ears peeled for good news on the session podcast. Yeah, but you're, until then, you're on Twitch. Until then, on Twitch every night at the Twitch set or every week night at the Twitch sessions. So join me for that, and also it's the
0: Twitch sessions, the Twitch sessions, yep. the Twitch sessions. You can, um, you can get Christian show.
1: It's like three hours a night of hanging out and doing a session, and then playing music videos and telling the history of industrial music and all that, which is so much fun. And then. Uh, Free shows in Hollywood still at the Bourbon Room. Next one will be March 17th, which will be uh, The Outcast, which is The Outfield and Outcast. Free tickets. If you want those, just go to the sessionwebsite.com, dot com. And there's a ticket link there usually. That'll I be go going to up. most of them. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, this is why I couldn't. Uh, that's why I couldn't grab The Session as mm-hmm. a. Uh, as, as something Wait, what around. is your website? The Session website. It's, oh, it's called, literally it's the, session the session website, website. dot, com. dot com. Yeah. That's a, That was a uh, suggestion from my ex-manager John Mayer. <laughs> so uh, there will be a free ticket link up there. Come out on March seventeenth. Uh, thank you so much for having me, fellas, and thank you so much thank for coming for, out, Matthew. I'm glad you, for you for enjoyed me yourself. To
0: this, not the sphere. Just to Sphere because Sphere, that's branding. Yes, thank <laughs> you taking me to Sphere because you sound like you don't know how to speak when you say that to people. Yeah, thank you everybody. And
1: Zach, hope that burrito was really was good. Great fucking burrito,
0: dude. I hope that burrito was in sixteen k. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> and Mike the, McCready was right outside. One hundred and sixty-seven <laughs> thousand pinto
0: beans. Yeah. Uh, thanks everybody. Uh, by the time you listen to this, I'll be in Spain by driving Panamera Turbo Hybrid. I'll be back for next week's shows. Hopefully. Bye.